The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this one purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brush. <laughs> All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We uh, got a full house here. Everybody is accounted for. Clip Rock here with you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on... 1250 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com, and watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Been a busy day as we've been getting audio and video from Mike Houston as he spoke here on National Signing Day. Also, talked a little BC. We will hear some Mike Houston coming up. I have already loaded those clips, they are ready to go for the show here in segment number one. All right, got a great show on tap coming up in just a little bit. We'll hear from the voice, Jeff Charles. He will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Got that on the way. Also, uh, Stephen Igo set to join us at 4 o'clock, although I've made him mad, so he may or may not be showing up at 4. I hope he does. I have nothing else planned for that hour other than the treasure chest we'll open that up coming up in hour number two and we'll open it up in hour number three when we are joined by mike houston ecu head football coach so we got some houston audio coming up in just a moment and the coach himself uh joining us on the program at five o'clock he'll be alongside troy d and i in the third hour two treasure chest winners today hour two and hour three so stick around for that all right you may have heard us chuckling as we came into the show today uh, first of all, Chandler Honeycutt is here to my left. Hello, Chanman. What's up? Nothing. CJ Schaefer also alongside. Hey, CJ. Hey, how are you? And of course, I'm great. Thank you for asking. And Shirley Rhodes, our producer here as well. Hello, Shirley. Hello. <laughs> What's up? Good to see you here on time, as always. Ready to go. <laughs> so I put out a video. Surely you're gonna. I, and now look, I'll, I'll take it. Wait, I'm, you put out. <laughs> no, he would never. He would never. Check out my Twitter for a video we made at 2:55. What? It's not that bad, okay? I told you she was going to be so mad. I need to tell you everything that happened the last, like the 10 minute lead up to today's show. My hair looks great. So you know what we say: content is king, and man, this is great content. I, it could have been a lot worse. I had a lot of great ideas in mind, but I was like, we should get a video of Shirley. Shirley was snoozing, taking a little nap, a power nap. This is what people in the biz do. They work so hard; they need a nap to to finish out the day. So Shirley was snoozing a little bit. Um, I took a video and saying, will Shirley be awake? She's going to be so mad at us for not waking her up. Will she be awake by 3 o'clock? And I guess Chandler, right when she heard that Pirate Radio Live intro. I I heard the air raid. It was so It was the air raid. And as soon as I heard the air raid, I sat straight up. And the first person I saw was CJ. And he's laughing hysterically. (laughs) And what? then I immediately got up off the couch, and I was like, why didn't somebody wake me up? I know. Shirley, do you move that fast on the softball field? Because, good Lord, you shot in here. Uh, yeah. No, I have been 
I've been having like sinus headaches because this weather has been just wreaking havoc on my sinuses. So we were going to let you sleep. Yeah. And so I I decided, I said, I'm just going to lay here for just a minute and close my eyes. And next thing I know, I was, I guess I fell asleep because uh, next thing I know, I'm hearing the air raid. (laughs) I'm running in here. Clip is laughing hysterically. And, you know, Chandler's laughing. And I'm like, and the first thing I say to CJ is like, do I have anything on the side of my face? Like, do I have like, you know, the sleep wrinkles, yeah, a little, you know? A little drool over there. It's all right. And, and like, also, the first thing you were concerned about was the bumpers. Do I have bumpers? I said, we got everything. We've got everything yeah, ready for you. I was, no, I said, are you recording? That was, the, oh, that recording, was my recording. first thought. Yeah. yeah. We are recording. Bumpers we were, are loaded. Mike Houston's loaded. The show's ready to go. They did yeah. say they were just going to play the, the intro and see if you woke up at like 2.55. Yeah, we thought about doing that early up. to see well, if you woke up woke me up because that's exactly what happened we should have cut the volume down and just see really tried to see if she could sleep through the whole show i asked right before (laughs) we came on the air i said i wonder i i I was like if we go through this whole segment without shirley running (laughs) that would be the best thing ever hello we knew you were gonna be mad and that's fine we're gonna just take it for the team I can't so, believe y'all apologies. did a video, though. Well, Chandler was all <laughs> set up right nice. here. Chandler was ready to do I, this no, segment right here. Not, now, I will say this. There is actually another video that exists of uh, I was babysitting my nephew and my niece, and my nie- I fell asleep on the couch. My nephew is practically sitting on, like, my neck on the couch, and he's watching TV, and my niece stole my phone and took a video of me sleeping and i was supposed to be watching the kids so you're a sound sleeper no actually I, i'm when, a light uh, sleeper actually you sleep on I, the job a lot uh, no not all <laughs> not all the time just once in a while i'll get a oh man that was good i, I strain because I'm, i you know i look at a computer screen all day long and sometimes my eyes hey th- thank they you get your, strained thank and you i need to service. rest them every once in a while thank you for your service you're in the you're not in the trenches like some people I know, but you work hard, so we appreciate it, Shirley. Uh, that was funny, but you're here, you're awake, so I'm here. We we I'm the awake. Show, the show Somebody should have woke me up. No, 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 no. That that was completely unintentional. Now, what have what would have been cruel was to just let you sleep and then not have it not have anything ready like Mike Houston comments from today's press conference. That would have been me. The the, the recording, uh, having bumpers up, but we were ready to go. We weren't going to leave you hanging like that. We're not here to be mean. We're here to laugh. <laughs> oh, and trust me, you did. And we did. We got a laugh. Oh, thank, it was great. For that, Shirley. We got a lot of laughs. All right, on to the show. <laughs> <clears throat> it's National Signing Day. Are you guys into recruiting? Like, are you a recruit head? I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a recruit head like some people, like Stephen Iga, who we'll talk to today. But um, I, it is always exciting to see where these guys come from, their height, their weight, their size. You know, the size of these guys, because that's something that Mike Houston, when he came and took the job, was to get bigger and better, uh, especially in the trenches, uh, offense and defensive line. So. Yeah, I would say I'm getting more interested that interested as the years go on, but uh, I mean, I don't go too crazy about it. I, I just I can't I can't get into it. It's just not my thing. So, and and part of it is because one year, this has probably been ten years now. I decided to get into it, and I was like, you know what? I'm, recruiting that's going to be my thing. It's a whole new world out there. I want to get to know these guys as high school players, follow them their commitments all this stuff so i interviewed two recruits 
for pirate radio surely remember we used to have like articles on pirate radio 1250.com back yes in the day? Uh, yes so did. i did some q a's with these high school kids and they were good it was two kids and now it's so long ago i can't remember their names but i did the interviews said thanks can't wait to see you here and interview you when you're a pirate on the practice field it's gonna be great N- neither one of them showed up to ecu yeah and I'm like what a giant waste of time and energy and internet to space watch them that go was. elsewhere yeah so it, it just, from that point on i was like yeah i was right i shouldn't get into this this is not <laughs> me uh i go does maybe the the best job of anybody at following these guys um letting you know about them and, and what they're thinking because he talks to them he talks to their coaches he also talks to his sources over at ecu so if you are a recruiting nut uh make sure you are on hoist the colors but what we do we talk to the igos of the world and we'll talk to mike houston and uh, he'll give his thoughts on the class in fact we heard from him earlier today as he met with the media surely let's hear uh, cut one his opening comments today following uh signing day this time last year we're in the middle of a pandemic we're doing something from uh through zoom from uh, up in the press box and now i just left about 300 people over there in harvey hall and uh, some kind of a game day set up talking about the signing class and we're back in here together so you know what a difference a year makes and we and we had bowl practice this morning so it's been a good year but uh exciting day uh exciting day for pirate nation uh we welcome 18 new pirates uh with our the beginning of our signing class uh that's another thing that's probably changing and evolving more and more is just uh I mean, how how recruiting works at the collegiate level and uh but you're know, very excited about these young men uh joining our program uh very excited about where the program is right now where it's headed uh excited about uh you know the bowl preparations and uh the matchup against boston college so uh you know lots to talk about today he said excited like five times i'm excited excitement time excitement time uh chandler you mentioned uh that mike houston wanted to bring his brand of football to east carolina we've saw it uh, kind of pay off this year with the 1000 yard rusher and a pretty good season as well by rajay harris so the pirates running the ball to be able to do that and to be able to throw you need an offensive line so that was a point of emphasis uh this signing period not just from high school guys but also bringing in transfers and uh, i go ask coach houston about bringing in a lot of offensive linemen cut to well i think you know obviously that that was the emphasis on offense uh it really it's kind of the same as we did uh my first year here with recruiting all those young defensive linemen uh that you know we're watching play right now is we gotta we've got to you know significantly build that room uh to a higher level to continue to uh, you know, ascend as a program. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think that uh, you look at uh, the high school guys, uh, I'll start with Amari Allen, incredible potential. I mean, just incredible potential. I see a, 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 a Noah Henderson type uh, ability level. And, uh, and he's, you know, very raw, but uh, a big kid. He's, uh, we told him he needed to lose some weight. He lost a ton of weight. Uh, moving around very, very well, extremely athletic. I think he has an incredibly high ceiling. Um, you know, you look at Ethan Lang, uh, Ethan, uh, IMG Academy, so playing, he plays on the national team, so he's playing against, you know, the best players in the country. He was their, uh, I think, starting guard and center this year. I think he started at guard, played a lot at center. Uh, we see him being a college center. Uh, but, uh, you know, just uh, I think he's a guy that he's coming in in January. I think he's a guy that, 
you know, you never want to put too much on a freshman, but he's a guy that maybe you could see, you know, at least traveling next year, uh, maybe playing a little bit. I think, uh, you know, Jacob Sacra is the other one, very similar to Ethan, played at St. Francis Academy, which is the only, the only team to beat IMG this year. Uh, and uh, Jacob is, according to your bunch, 247, the highest rated uh, offensive lineman to ever sign at uh, East Carolina. And then you look at uh, Eli Samples uh, out, of, uh, out of Georgia, and just uh, a young man, very good athlete, played multiple positions for, for them. We see him most likely being a tackle for us. Uh, you know, a guy that will come in, uh, probably look to develop him a little bit more with his body, but I think he's another one that has a, a very high ceiling. Uh, and then you, you transition look at the transfer, Parker Moore from West Virginia. You know, here's a guy that uh, played, played, in all, played in 10 games in the Big 12, started five, uh, played very, very well uh, from North Carolina, from Charlotte. Uh, high school teammate of Ryan Jones, which was a connection for us. Um, family wanted him close to home. Family wanted him in a, in a different kind of environment, different kind of uh, you know locker room, and uh, so you know excited to get him. Think he'll you know contribute immediately. All right, some beef coming to ECU, and uh, hopefully you know Bailey Malavik back from injury. We'll see on the future of Noah Henderson, and if he can finally you know get a hundred percent. He's been playing. Um, with injury this year so that offensive line you know the, the most important part of your your foundation and offense if they can't go your offense can't go and mike houston trying to build that not just for 2022 but obviously the future as well uh still some spots open and we'll talk about you know how many guys signed today and what that means uh, as far as additional signees that can come in you know in february or Maybe uh, you can use uh, a scholarship on a portal player, things like that, when Mike Houston joins us at 5 o'clock. But with extra scholarships available, what positions are you looking at? I go uh, ask Coach Houston that, and uh, here is his response, cut three. I don't think we're necessarily done at the offensive line. I think we'll continue to look to maybe add uh, another older guy in that room. Um, I think you'll, you'll see us add uh, you know, probably an older receiver. Uh, in that room, um, and you could see us add, uh, you know, the right defensive guy. So I just think that, you know, you're just you're now you're going to take a step back, and you know, there's still some guys that have been uh, that we've had here on campus that we're still recruiting that uh, haven't made decisions yet. Uh, and there's, you know, I, I think once you get past the bowl games, you're going to see another kind of uh, wave of guys in the portal. All right, let's uh, talk a little bowl game. Mike Houston talked about the practice schedule coming up and what the guys have been doing as far as on the practice fields. Well, you know, we practice through final exams, so you know, just you know, there's lots of different thoughts on you know how to do bowl practice. The big thing for me is I wanted to make sure that the kids had an opportunity to see their families uh, before Christmas. Uh, just you know, it's growing up, you're always around your parents at Christmas, and you know that's not going to be the case this year. So. We practiced up until today, practiced this morning, uh, which that was interesting too, trying to do signing day and practice at the same time. But, um, and then, uh, you know, they're off for the next couple of days. You got graduation on Friday, so you have a lot of families coming into town for that. We have quite a few guys that are, that are getting their diplomas, getting their degrees on Friday. And then uh, we'll come back in on Sunday and, and start, uh, you know, game week, uh, practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, head up to D.C. on Thursday, then practice a couple of days up there before the game. 
And finally, uh, our own Jenny Shelton asked Coach Houston about his thoughts on the Boston College Eagles. I think big, physical, strong, uh, very well coached. Um, obviously, the quarterback is you know, going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the country next year. I think he's projected to be you know, first, second round draft pick. Um, you know, they're going to ball control, try to ball control us, uh, try to line up, and um, they're going to try to run up and line up and run over us. And then they're going to play action, seven man protect, and he's going to throw the ball about seventy yards down the field to that little fast receiver number four. So I, I just think it's going to be a, a tremendous challenge for us defensively to try to to try to you know get their offense off the field. Uh, and I think on the other side, you look defensively; they're built to complement that. I think they're number one pass defense in the ACC, number four nationally, big up front. Their kids play really, really hard, uh, really, really aggressive, um, you know, just make you kind of work for everything you get. And that's, you know, kind of that's what you think when you think of what Boston College, you know, a Massachusetts team, that's kind of what you think they would be like, and that's what they are. I think, you know, Coach has done a great job of, you know, kind of his identity and the identity of that region, you know, that's what this team looks like. All right, Mike Houston there talking BC uh, from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. That's how my mom says Massachusetts. I go with the chew. Massachusetts. Well, how do you say it? Massachusetts. How about you, CJ? Massachusetts. Yeah, same way. Hey, and Shirley? How do you say UMass, Shirley? <laughs> Massachusetts. Massachusetts. That's, yeah, that's what I roll with as well. All right, uh, so Mike Houston there on BC and signing day. And guess what? We'll hear more from Mike Houston when he joins us coming up at 5 o'clock on today's show. The big story today, uh, as it pertains to signing day, is Deion Sanders, Jackson State, getting a Florida State commit to sign the dotted line. Travis Hunter, number one recruit in the country, uh, by some of the publications he is a corner and a running back i think he's gonna play corner in the uh in college football mm. but he was committed to florida state and Dion gets him to come to jackson mississippi and play for jackson state and he did the whole hat deal where he had he tossed a lot of hats who was the first one he tossed do you remember it... before florida state was it georgia maybe um yeah i don't remember georgia anyway, was in the middle then yeah. it was florida state somebody else I'm he's, not sure. he's tossing the hats and then he puts a catches and puts on the jackson state hat and the fallout from this has been absolutely hilarious from florida state fans saying that well college football's over as we know it it's <laughs> all you know it's all rigged now this has been going on forever but jackson state gets one of these guys from a big boy and now all of a sudden it's whoa hey whoa what's going on this isn't how it's supposed to be when you pay for a recruit you're supposed to go to a big school not a little school so these florida state fans are losing their minds right now and it's absolutely hilarious and uh, i love it and good for uh good for dion he is now public enemy number one yeah man they in are, tallahassee though he is traitor number one too because they are really not liking dion sanders so, right now. what's he, he supposed tells- to do he's a football I know. coach he's got to bring in the I best know. players um i mean just because he was a uh he's an alumni from there he's one of their star former star players i mean he's not he's supposed to say hey you're committed to my knolls i don't want you to come here to jackson state is that that what he's supposed to say and i think i saw this too earlier um but the breaking news boys had it the uh 
He's getting paid $1.4 million by Barstool. One, is that right? Excuse you. $1.5. $1.5. And who was reporting that? Adam Shafter. <laughs> <laughs> the old fake Shafter account got a bunch of people, including our very own breaking news boy, Chandler Honeycutt. Yeah, I think there might be actually something going on. The, I, I think, well, there might be. I think I saw Dave Portnoy say no comment to a to a commenter well about there has to be something like that coming you know you don't you don't just say no thanks i don't want to go to florida state anymore i'll go to jackson state instead well well i mean i was telling shirley earlier about you know think about the the sales pitch that is Deion sanders yeah just in itself as the head coach of jackson state tigers and if this guy's good uh he can still go to the nfl i mean it doesn't matter where oh he yeah we've college. plenty of fcs he'll guys. get exposure i mean jackson yeah. state yeah no doubt he is it. the giant fish in a very small pond well, isn't yeah. he like the highest rated high school recruit like ever i don't know I, I know that the dude that got all that nil money to leave the state of texas and go to ohio state was it quinn how do you say his last name elwer Eor, he was the top rated quarterback in the like 24 7 rankings history yeah. last year yeah he gets a lot of money in nil deals goes to ohio state and transfers and he should still be in high school right now he's already transferred to texas in college and he still should be in high school <laughs> so the whole thing's gone mad um but i love the hypocrisy of florida state fans who are saying th- this is the death of college football when they lose a recruit mm. not every all the nonsense that's happened before today yeah. so anyway all right uh let's see anything else buccaneer musical scoreboard we talk uh i don't know cj did you said are we going to talk about steph curry i wanted to talk about it well go for it I just wanted to give a little shout out. Steph Curry last night breaks. Uh, is he yeah, listening? Wherever wherever he is, he's oh out there God, somewhere. Oh my God, it's Steph Curry! That's not Steph Curry, that's Ray Allen out there. He just broke his record. Oh. Steph's Dale. in the gym shooting right now. That's why he broke the record. Saw Dale in the house uh, last night. The house yeah. being Madison Square Garden. Did you see the pictures with Dale and those women? Oh man. So he, <laughs> He's pulling. He and, help me with her name, Steph's uh, mom. Uh, his wife is Aisha. His mother is. I don't know the mom's name. I we should know, know this. We should. Why don't you? Yeah. I was just they, they reading sp- it. They started the talking about it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They. They have. Obviously. Sonia. Sonia. I knew it. Um, they're so, they're going up going through a pretty nasty split up. So Dale oh. and Sonia split, and Dale's hanging out with like three man young broads. He's still shooting threes. He got three. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, sir. Uh, that was really good. Sometimes I find some good ones in this old bag of tricks. That wasn't even a reference. I guess it was to him shooting three. Okay, okay. So it every time every time somebody says something about a reference today, you started it. Uh, Dale shooting threes. I mean, I was wondering why you were laughing so hard, and then I was like, you know what? Crap. That was a reference. Yeah, here goes Chandler. Shut up, Chandler. Uh, Dale wakes up in the morning, starts doing three goggles. <laughs> <laughs> i mean so, anyway is this what you wanted to talk about with steph curry yeah absolutely <laughs> his dad's exploits of course i mean but what better well i mean it would have been cool for it to be at home but it was basically like a home game for the warriors last night but uh, I mean, charlotte would have been better yeah yeah golden hey. state would have been better nah i mean you're talking about madison square garden 
the most storied arena in all of sports. Oh, give me a break. But I mean, the picture. What is with, it, FedEx with, Field? With the picture with Spike Lee behind him. He's even. The whole crowd went crazy. So, yeah. I mean. It was a cool uh, moment. It, it was a cool I think moment. I saw Bob McKillop there as well, right? Yeah. And the then. Davidson just coach. The, the pageantry of everything. He went over and hugged his dad, gave his dad the ball. Cool that the Hornets were off because so dale could be there right because he is the color analyst for hornets game and i guarantee that there would have been like some kind of guest commentator if the hornets did have a game on the same night but uh i guess maybe he waved to his mom his mom wasn't courtside No, he did go over and give her a hug okay and then of course uh the passing of the torch ray allen giving a hug to steph curry reggie miller was there as well reggie was on the call he was on the call and he actually filmed uh Seth coming over. Yeah, I saw. Or that. Steph, excuse me, Steph coming over and and hugging his dad. So the all-time leading three-point shooter in NBA history and the, the best shooter, the best ever. shooter ever. Yeah, it's not close. Yeah, you can't really. I mean, it's not an argument. Future. I don't think there's been an argument for a couple years now. Future well, he, Charlotte Hornet. Yeah, he'll end his career there. I think. I believe that. Well, he he even said in an interview that he was very reluctant to call him the best three-point shooter there was who but said that steph, steph said that but because there were you know guys like ray allen ahead of him but once he surpassed ray allen he said he feels a little bit more comfortable calling himself the best shooter in the nba yeah he is you're uh, talking about a guy so. that has changed the game as well when here's it, a guy <laughs> here's a guy and look and listen everybody wants to shoot threes because of steph curry speaking yeah. of looking and listening Sai seymour joins us on thursday nice. i thought he was supposed to be the day well we got a big show today and we need Who do a, we have? It's a big show every day. This we got the radio. voice, Jeff Charles. We got maybe Stephen Igo. We got Mike Houston. Big oh, man. Show. That's a big show. And a treasure chest. Two, Two treasure, chest. treasure chest winners. It's all coming up today. And what are we doing? We're like going through the staff as well as the rest of the week goes on? We got Blake Harrell on Thursday. Donnie Kirkpatrick on Friday. Wow. Yep. And even going to dibble into the roster next week. We're going to do what now? Dibble? Dibble, dibble in it. Uh, we're doing a little roster dibbling yeah <laughs> monday right the hell is dibble uh holton aylers joins us is that what you mean mm-hmm. all right we'll do a little dibbling a little rob dibbling here. is it is it dabble there you oh, go you. there I'm, you go we were talking about basketball i was thinking about dribbling it's amazing. i meant to say dabble and i said dibble do we're dribbling. it's amazing how you change one letter and Dubin. it changes yeah, the whole isn't that crazy you mass all right we need a break let's come back and talk to the voice jeff charles he joins us next on pirate radio live we'll talk pirate football pirate hoops and more when we return on prl here on a wednesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 50,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, 
Clip Rock. All right, welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here inside the Pirate Radio studios, and we will visit with the voice, Jeff Charles, who joins us today live in the Pirate Radio studios. Jeff, good to see you. How you doing, man? Good to see you, Clip. How are you doing? Fantastic. And, uh, Jeff, we will. Uh, this will be our last visit in studio because we'll see you uh, on the phones coming up for the military bowl on december 27th we are less than uh, two weeks away from that a long build-up to this game east carolina boston college have you got into your uh, your bc notes yet jeff you ready for the eagles i'm getting there clip uh not uh, full speed ahead yet because we've had so many basketball games and so many basketball games are coming up this is our double duty as you well know with pirates playing basketball on friday in charlotte the next tuesday a home game against southern miss so we're trying to work everything in i have looked briefly at boston college i've talked to a couple of folks up there but uh, we will begin in earnest uh, with our preparation sometime early next week great to have east carolina back in a bowl jeff and you know national signing day going on today i'm trying to think of what we would be really talking about if east carolina did not go to a bowl which we've experienced the last seven years or so but it's so nice to have those guys out there practicing we got mike houston coming up later today uh blake harrell will be on the show on thursday uh donnie kirkpatrick friday hold nailers monday so we got a great lineup of football guests coming up as we're gonna keep the football talk going jeff usually we would kind of be into basketball now and now we're uh we're having to kind of juggle a lot of different things going on well what we would be talking about today clip is the greatest recruiting class in the history of east carolina pirate football right <laughs> yes sir we got them <laughs> we got all the guys we wanted right? yeah along with everybody else in the country and we've heard that story from uh, schools all over the country for years now they always have had the greatest recruiting class that oh, they've yeah. ever had in the history of their respective programs but i do think the pirates have done well and i think that mike houston has done a really good job uh, recruiting and we've talked about this for a long time clip it is not easy to recruit at east carolina it takes a lot of effort takes a lot of looking under rocks and the pirate uh, coaching staff has certainly done that and i think they brought in some really good kids this year and you know the the cupboard is not bare there's going to be a lot of guys come back and play for this football team next year and also the fact that uh, you know since mike has been here he's been stockpiling guys so this is uh, the best East Carolina has looked, I think, talent-wise for quite some time. And I think some of the guys that have signed today will certainly be contributors, maybe some of them sooner rather than later. Yeah, and look, I, I admit that I do not follow recruiting heavily at all, not even uh, a little bit, to be honest with you. But that's why we have great guests on the show. Stephen Igo talks to these guys, breaks it all down. So we'll have him on coming up at 4 o'clock for all you recruiting nuts out there. And he'll tell you uh, who and what the uh, Pirates were able to do today in this early signing period on National Signing Day. Jeff, you see the national story about Travis Hunter, uh, who is the number one cornerback in the country, of a running back as well. I think he's going to play corner in college. Uh, committed to Florida State, flipped to Jackson State, of course, coached by Deion Sanders. And uh, this is all over the you know social media, the news. Kind of funny to me how everybody is now up in arms. The Florida State people like, well, he's getting paid. This is, college football's over as we know it. When these big schools have been doing this for years, yeah, exactly. when Jackson State does it, it, it all of a sudden becomes a big deal. But uh, that's a huge story on this National Signing Day. It really is, and I'm sure a lot of those Florida State fans look at him as a traitor as well, Clip, because uh, Neon Dion played at Florida State. I remember when East Carolina went down there and played against Deion Sanders, and I still remember different things that happened in that game. And the one thing that I do remember is 
is the fact that at the time he was like the leading punt returner in the nation and when he would run out onto the field to field a punt that whole stadium would rise it was just amazing i don't know if i've ever seen anything quite like that and that was in the the days of when florida state was selling out you couldn't get a ticket to the game so i think at that time they were seating maybe about sixty thousand or so Neon Dion would run out there to field a punt, and 60,000 people would be going nuts before the kicker would even, or the punter would even punt the ball away. But that's what kind of a career he had. And, you know, I think he's done better as a head coach than a lot of people thought he would. Yeah. And, you know, Jackson State's been good. And let's face it, uh, when he walks into the living room of a prospective student athlete and says, hey, why don't you come play for me? That's going to turn a lot ahead. So it's kind of nice to see the little guy this time, maybe steal one from the big guys. I like it. I agree. And it's funny you mentioned that, Jeff. I went to a Monday night game, 1990, either 7 or 8, Washington at home against Dallas. And it was kind of the, the end of the Cowboys' heyday, but they still had all those guys. And from, there was a timeout after third down, and Washington was punting on fourth down. So for the entire TV timeout, it's Monday night football, so it was a long timeout. Dion is on the field all alone waiting for the punt, and he is dancing. The crowd is booing. It, it was one of the coolest like live sporting moments I've been a part of, and that's just kind of the aura and and the attention and, and emotion Dion could bring on, on the field as a player. And now that name still means something, and uh, what he's doing at Jackson State, that's a, that's a pretty cool story today to see Travis Hunter going there over Jackson State. And not to, be, State. Yeah, not to be confused with the Travis Hunter who played quarterback at East Carolina when I got here in 1988, in the late 80s through the mid-80s, Travis Hunter was the quarterback at ECU. So it's not that Travis Hunter, yeah. obviously, but you talk about Dion and remember his baseball career as well. Oh, Clip. Yeah. Remember he played for the Reds. And uh, I remember going up to Tidewater, up to Norfolk, to watch him play when he was uh, playing AAA baseball for Cincinnati because I, I just wanted to see Deion Sanders play baseball. <laughs> and uh, I remember I made that drive up there to watch him play. I believe, I could be wrong, I, I guess the Reds farm team then was Louisville. If it wasn't, it was Indianapolis. But anyway, he was playing for the Reds AAA team in Norfolk. And I think he had one hit in that game. But he was a big draw in baseball as well. I remember there was a big crowd in Norfolk, and they all came out to see Deion Sanders and see what he could do on the baseball diamond. 263 career hitter, Jeff. I not mean, bad. I know. It's not like it was a complete gimmick. He was out there getting hits, stealing bases. Uh, there's highlights of I've seen where uh, you know Skip Carey's calling it, and he hits a triple, and the crowd's going crazy. So uh, what an athlete, and now uh, still getting it done now as a coach and a recruiter. And now you wonder, Jeff, you do have i've seen a lot of florida state folks putting uh dion as in, enemy number one now but how quickly are they going after him to be their coach i wonder how quickly an fbs school will try to get dion in well mike norvell signed another one-year extension today the coach at florida state the former coach at memphis as you know clip so they are committed if these contracts mean anything anymore, which I don't know if they do, but he's committed to 2026, at least on paper. So I don't know if that will ever happen uh, in the near future, but I guess Dion is very serious about his coaching future and really wants to do it. You know, sometimes these guys, I think, do it for a year or two and then they get kind of tired of it or they realize how much work is involved in it and they've got so much money. It's You're like, right. yeah. I, you know, I don't need the aggravation. So, but it looks like he's pretty much, uh, you know, dedicated to, to doing it and also to helping young 
kids. And I think that's a big motivation for a lot of these very famous athletes who are now coaching in college. I mean, they're millionaires. They don't they don't have to be coaching, but you see that with Penny Hardaway at Memphis, and you see it with Jawan Howard at Michigan. And I think they're really in it for the right reasons, and I really respect that clip. I think they're really trying to help African-American young guys uh, mostly African-American young guys because they're a role model for those kids and I think their hearts are in the right place. I heard, uh, and I think you've talked about this, but I heard it on a TV broadcast. I think it was when Michigan was playing North Carolina and they mentioned Juwan Howard, the millions he's got, and, and they talked about he how much he loves Michigan. You saw him on the field after Jim Harbaugh's Wolverines beat Ohio State and he's talking to Jim Harbaugh, uh, but they talked about his love for the school and then what you mentioned too, helping young men and how they said exactly what you just said Juwan Howard's doing this for the right reasons doesn't need the money uh it's not like a gimmick or a sideshow he really loves it and uh is is kind of giving back his way to, to give back to the school yeah and I think a lot of guys are doing that now and Penny Hardaway is the same way clip I mean he loves Memphis he loves Memphis Tiger basketball he loves the city loves the school and just like Jawan Howard Penny Hardaway he's got I don't know how many millions I remember I looked it up one time and I can't remember but he is a multi-millionaire and he takes a lot of flack down there there's a lot of pressure on him especially this year they've gotten off to such a slow start until they beat alabama last night but you know a lot lot of people have kind of turned on him and (laughs) and that's the way things are you can you can go from being a big hero in your hometown and think everybody loves you and well the next thing you know you lose some games then they turn on you ruffin mcneil comes to mind no doubt unfortunately and Uh, and yeah the way that and now that's kind of taken another turn with him being inducted into the hall of fame and i think cooler heads have prevailed so that's a good thing jeff uh with the end of that story that that was a perfect storm last night in memphis you had an alabama team that had beaten gonzaga some really good teams and a memphis team that couldn't beat anybody Uh, penny hardaway's publicly saying that there are issues with his team there's jealousy all this and they came out with their hair on fire it's just hard to do that for 30 or 40 college basketball games, Jeff. But when you get a group of, of individuals that are that talented, get them motivated, and they have you know something to play for, something to, to go 100% at, that's what happens. A 92-point performance last night for Memphis against Alabama. And I, I tweeted this during the game, Jeff. I hope the Pirates have a good shooting night when they take on Memphis because I don't see them getting a lot of rebounds. Those guys are long, athletic. Uh, they they will lock you down. If they're motivated, Memphis is a very, very scary team. Well, there's no doubt about that. They've got as much talent as anybody in the country. And for Memphis, it's between the years more than it yep. is out there playing basketball. I mean, they're just full of four- and five-star recruits and guys that are on this team that could be playing in the NBA today. So they're really, really good. But I'll tell you, Cliff, and we'll talk more about this once we get into the American Athletic Conference season and break down personnel on these teams. The guy who's the real glue guy, I like to call guys glue guys that kind of keep things together, is DeAndre Williams. Now, he had a big night last night. He had 20 points. But he is a guy that he seems to be the most level-headed of the group there. And he's not been one of these guys that, you know, was a big five-star recruit that everybody's been swooning after for years and maybe a little spoiled because he started his career at Evansville. He was not that highly recruited. And so he played at a mid-major and then got a chance to go uh, to Memphis. But he's a little older than a lot of those other guys on the team. And he's the real leader. And I think... 
if he plays well and he has the influence over those guys that I think he does, then Memphis can kind of turn things around. But when you're looking for an MVP, uh, to me, it has to be DeAndre Williams. Jeff Charles joining us. He'll be on the call uh, at some weird start times coming up Friday and Tuesday. Jeff, how about 1.30 in Charlotte against Liberty and a nooner coming up at Minji's next Tuesday, which is very strange. But talked to Joe Dooley about that yesterday, and he said uh, whatever the start time is, the guys better be ready to go. It's an opportunity to play uh, the game they love. So uh, the Pirates will be ready, Jeff, and uh, got some good opponents coming up, especially Liberty on Friday, right? Yeah, no doubt about that. Liberty's good. Uh, Liberty has uh, won the Atlantic Sun Championship three years in a row, Clip, and I was just doing a little homework uh, for the game coming up. In those three years, they've won 81 games in their last three years. So you can put a pencil to that, and that's what, 27 wins or something like that on uh, average for uh, Liberty and for A couple of those against ECU, too, I believe, right? They, they have, yeah. uh, yep, in Richie McKay's team. But, yeah, they're, they're good. Uh, and this little guard is terrific, Darius McGee. Uh, he has made 263-pointers, and he set the record for Liberty last week. And so he's a really, really good player, and they're just solid as a rock, and they're very well coached. Richie McKay is a good coach. He has been a, a number of schools as a head coach and been successful, and then he went with Tony Bennett to Virginia for six years as his top assistant, and I think he will tell you that he learned a lot from Tony Bennett, and, and this Liberty team plays a lot like Virginia plays with that pack line defense and what they call – movers and blockers on offense it's a carbon copy basically of what virginia does and they'll try and control the tempo they like to play games like virginia they like to beat you 62 to 58 and joe's teams like to get up and down and run so yeah. we're going to have a contrast in styles for the game on friday joe's going to want to push the tempo with the pirates and liberty's going to want to slow it down a little bit should be a fun one a full day of basketball jeff are you coming back home after the first game or are you going to stick around and watch some other basketball well i assume uh, the team will get on the bus about yeah. an hour after the game's over and come on back to G Vegas. I'm hoping we're back here by about 9 o'clock on Friday night. And then, as you mentioned, Clip, that game on Tuesday with Southern Miss is a noon game. And I haven't talked to anybody about why noon, but I'm just assuming that it gives Southern Miss a chance to get out of here and get back home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so they must have a flight out of Raleigh probably late afternoon, early evening, so they can get back to Hattiesburg on the same day. But the noon games uh, doesn't matter. You have to play at noon or seven or ten or whatever they ask you to play, and you have to be ready to go. And I know Joe's teams, which have had great effort all year this year, I know they'll be ready to go regardless of what time it is. Yeah, looking forward to some pirate basketball after this long layoff. It'll be ECU and Liberty coming up on a Friday. We'll uh, kick off Pirate Radio Live at 3 o'clock, so we'll watch the end of that game with you uh, folks out there coming up Friday when we kick off our show at 3 and have the end of that ECU and Liberty game. All right, uh, Jeff, uh, enjoyed it, man. Have a great uh Happy holidays. I don't know if we'll see you again before then. We'll try to get you on the phone next Wednesday uh, for our final show of 2021. But thanks for joining us all year long. Really enjoyed having you on our pregame, Jeff, for home games in studio and, of course, on the road on the phone. And we'll uh, call you one final time in Annapolis on the 27th. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to it, Clip, and look forward to the Liberty Bowl game coming up. Hope it's not too cold for all those Pirate fans who are going to be there. I think ECU right now sold about 4,500 tickets. And you know 
there are folks who are buying them from StubHub and yeah. some of the other agencies out there. So I, I've got my fingers crossed, and some more people will buy. I've got my fingers crossed. There might be six to seven thousand pirate fans there. I think seven thousand pirate fans would make a big impression on the military bowl and on the stadium uh, and the television people, radio people, uh, media who will be there. So I hope they turn out as as much as they can. And I really do get the feeling that pirate fans are excited about being in a bowl game for the first time in seven years. So, yes, we'll look forward to visiting with you from Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium and, and next Wednesday as well, Cliff. Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll have more for you on today's edition of PRL. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, The best place to unwind after work and have fun this holiday season is AJ McMurphy's. As always, AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night with no cover charge. And coming up on Saturday, December the 18th, AJ's will be having their annual Christmas party featuring the Jan Michael Fields Band. There's no cover and everyone is invited. Fun starts at 8, so come out and kick off Christmas the right way at AJ McMurphy's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Looking forward to a fun night tonight at AJ McMurphy's. We'll kick off sports trivia at 8 o'clock, so come on out. Got a uh, little baseball, a lot of football college football some bowl game stuff some nfl uh and some basketball as well so coming out eight o'clock tonight enjoy some great food i've been going with my recommendations right now are the buffalo chicken wrap oh very good awesome uh the reuben is good really you're a big reuben guy i'm a big rube and uh their reuben's good and i've had just about everything on the menu i'll probably go with one of those items tonight although i was thinking about just going with um like a caesar salad and maybe throwing some chicken or shrimp up there or something one of my teammates gets this salad and it's basically like a buffalo chicken salad um like it's buffalo chicken strips cut up into the salad and it looks really good he puts ranch on it hmm um that sounds good very, i don't know if it's like Y'all a secret ranch on it. thank you coach Owen. i don't know if that's like a secret menu item yeah or if it's a, like an actual item on the menu but uh for your secret menu items go get the wings and get daytona style i guess it's called but it's just the barbecue and the buffalo mixed together oh. and that's good it's oh, really yeah. good I, you know what i might have to try that tonight yeah. i have just been hooked on their spicy garlic wings for the past several months <laughs> those things are spice a oh man super spice a and garlic a little garlic a but really spice a and get them all for the family family coming up eight o'clock tonight sports trivia at aj's we will make you a winner coming up in hour two of pirate radio live we'll open up the pirate radio treasure chest um and guess what we have added yet another item no way what is that item i'll tell you when we get to the end of this list that shirley and i are about to reach shirley are you ready to go i am take out party for 10 for parker's barbecue hundred dollar gift card from emporium hundred dollar gift card to ens hemp company hundred dollar gift card to fleet feet 
ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park. $200 gift card to Factory Mattress. $100 gift card to Halo. $100 gift card to Bagel Man. Bush Light Neon Sign, Bud Light Cooler, and Beach Chair, and two 15-packs of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. A crisp $100 bill, courtesy of Sparky Snowballs. And our new prize, my daughter would absolutely love this one, $100 gift card from Shimmer. Is she a big Shimmer fan? Shimmer. Uh, Yes, and I have to go there to get some Christmas gifts because she wants some... is the brand simply southern mm-hmm. is that yep. the shirts mm-hmm. she loves those shirts and they have an awesome selection of those so i'll be shopping there here in the next couple of days they also have if i'm not mistaken they've got some built win broken swag they have that they have uh the hey dudes oh yeah men's and women's yeah love a hey dude. they have a cool hat selection so it's actually a neat store like you hear shimmer you think all uh you know women's, women's apparel yeah not so fast my friend Hold a lot on. of stuff for the dudes like hey dude like hey dudes hey dudes they got hey dude great show in the 90s right shirley yes hey dude on nickelodeon mm-hmm. yippee ki yeah yippee ki what <laughs> big fan when big did nickelodeon fan. come about i thought that was more oh my gosh like Nickelode- late 80s maybe yeah it was late 80s because i remember you can't do that's that on how television. I, yeah, oh, you can't do that on television was a classic. Nope. But even before that, they used to show on Nickelodeon um, the old uh, Monkeys TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I And it. that's how I discovered the Monkeys um, was on Nickelodeon. And, uh, you know, of course, grew up listening to the Monkeys music. And unfortunately, there's only one surviving member of the Monkeys left, and that's Mickey Dolan's. But. Uh, that's how I discovered the show, but yeah, you can't do that on television. You can't do that. Well, you ain't kind of like Ooh. you can't do that on television. You can't, you can't do, that. do that. Oh yeah, you can't do that on television. I was a big fan of Moose and Alistair. And uh, but, I remember yeah. the Hey Arnold days. That's what that was my upbringing. So what are you in like the two thousands? Like er, late nineteen, the late nineties. Uh, uh, Double Dare, er, the original Double 2000s. Dare was a great, great show. That was great. I loved. Uh, are you afraid of the dark? As a oh kid. yes, yes, favorites. yes, yeah. Kind of spooky. So uh, fun stuff. All right. Um, I was looking at the history of Nickelodeon. When did that channel premiere? It launched on 1979. Wow. wow. First cable channel for children. Wow. I'd love to see like, I did not, the mm. lineup, though. There should be. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it depends on who contributed. Uh, I'd love to see a timeline. All right. Anyway, so there's that. I feel like I was going to do one more thing on... Uh, all right. We got a... Uh, you can't do that on television which was an actual it was a canadian show oh okay well maybe that's why it featured this canadian singer i know who that is who alanis bieber no (laughs) (laughs) alanis morissette celine dion (laughs) alanis morissette Uh, uh, and the original cast well i say the original cast members but the cast members i remembered were alistair moose uh vanessa dougie remind me so when you said was it i don't know you if you said the phrase i don't know you got slimed you got slimed and if you said the water, water. you got water dumped on you yeah yeah that was a weird show it was a weird show but it was like oh it was hilarious hilarious all right let's uh take a break we'll come back hour two of pirate radio live we're scheduled to have steven Igo 
I made a bit of a snarky remark earlier today. And he tweeted at 2.35, enjoy doing the 4 o'clock hour by yourself. Ooh. <laughs> he is not here yet. Will he show up? Mm. We'll see. I would I would say yes, because this is a big day for him. I'm thinking he'll show up. I wonder if he fell asleep. <laughs> oh, is that oh. him? Is that him? I tell you what, if Igo doesn't show up, we're going to talk signing day with intern Preslin. Let's do oh. it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with you. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, hour number two. We'll open up the treasure chest coming up a little later on this hour and also have uh, mike houston coming up he'll join troy d and i in hour number three to recap signing day as the early signing period began today and also take a look at boston college east carolina's bowl opponent in the military bowl that cl- throat clearing you just heard was steven Igo from hoist the colors as he joins myself and chandler's mouse here inside the pirate radio studios steven how you doing today man i'm doing good how are you doing doing good glad you're here i saw a uh really a great quote earlier today about national signing day and i wanted to read that to the audience let's not it said i've covered a few of these signing days now all the hoopla in the moment is great and we reference all these stars and rankings but at the end of the day the story remains the same work ethic mentality and desire all determine what type of player someone will become i mean (laughs) it's beautiful what what is inaccurate about that statement nothing at all it's perfectly stated are you are you lying to me (laughs) no it's i mean it is an accurate statement i've covered a lot of these sign of day things too and i do have to agree with that person's take um tyler sneed for example how many offers do you have coming out of of high school how many stars zero He's a solid 5'5", five five, but he's got desire, work ethic, heart. This is why on my website, we rate those things. We rate I mean, heart. Mentality was elite. We rate want to. We rate grit. Those what, are advanced stats. What is Tyler Sneed's grit rating? Well, I go on a scale of one, I go? Of one to 14. My website is I go <laughs> on a scale of one to 14.com. He is a 13 out of 14 almost as as gritty as you can get 
but uh but no steven you uh you have worked a lot of these things any uh any surprises today uh yeah chandre mims the brother of cj mims west craven products chandre is a grad transfer so get this he's going into his sixth year of college football next year his brother cj is about to be a freshman they probably never thought they'd had the chance to play together and they're going to be teammates next year due to the COVID deal. You know, we talked about it being such a negative, but it's a positive in this case. If there was not a COVID year, would he be coming to ECU? No, because he would have zero eligibility. No, I mean the high school kid. The high school kid would be. All right, let's... <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Or do I not understand the whole scenario? If he didn't have a chance, there's a kid in high school coming to ECU. Yeah, if he yeah. didn't have a chance to play with his brother, which he does because of the COVID year, do you think he'd still be coming to ECU? Yeah, he committed to ECU a long time ago. So he'd be here anyway. Yeah. I was trying to make it even cooler, but it's Deshondre Mims, the older brother, right? just so happens to get a spot open to where he could come as well. So CJ has been committed since June, mm-hmm. the younger brother. So he's been coming the whole time. How many Mims are currently on the roster? Zero. Okay, that was my confusion. <laughs> I can tell you really follow this recruiting thing. I don't at all, I, and I'm very upfront and honest. About I would have loved to hear your take on this if I wasn't a CEO <laughs> to hear you talk about how cool this opportunity is. This is what people do: you bring on guests to talk about their expertise. Stephen, do you not know how this works? I don't. I never host them on the show. That is false. You have hosted Hoist the Colors right here on Pirate Radio before, and you would bring in experts on things that maybe you are not an expert on. Like sports betting. I would get you on the show for that. No, I don't know if you want to do that. Although I have been uh man set, set on fire gif here lately. Walking, that guy, that's me here lately. How did your regular season record against the spread compare to mine? <laughs> I'm just asking. Okay, are you saying you're a gambling expert? I don't know. I mean, the numbers just don't lie. Man, if I needed a quarterback expert on my show, I'm getting Steven <laughs> Igo. Hey, that's something he doesn't know about. You were hey, what? How's uh, Ryan Tannehill doing without Derrick Henry? Pretty good. They're uh, on top of their division, going to have a home playoff game. So, yeah, they're All doing right, well. Let's see how they Thanks do for playoffs. asking. Thank you for Tyrod asking. Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod is with the worst team in the NFL. They've won a couple games. They're playing better than people anticipated. You're trying to prove me wrong here, but you're not. <laughs> you're only making my cases stronger. All right, so we get a couple of mims. Hey, we, we wanted the freshwater, freshwater brothers, but uh, we get the mims, and it could turn out to be even better. Yeah. Where is the younger freshwater going to end up going? Uh, I don't think he signed today. I think he's still working through some academic stuff. Um, he might be going the junior college route to a smaller college. I, I, I honestly have not heard much lately. He was a, a target of ECU early in the process, but the Pirates got some other D-line commitments, C.J. Mims, J.D. Lampley, and honestly, they didn't really have room for Chandre to begin with, and then they found room due to some things that transpired. So I just don't know for Kavon or Kavion Freshwater. I don't know what his status is lately. All right, uh, I go. Um, how, so how many were signed today? 17 student-athletes signed a national letter of intent and one other has officially confirmed their enrollment status that according to the release what does that mean for the rest of this signing period how many more scholarships are available so you can sign 25 per cycle but there's a new rule to where if you i think if you have up to eight or it's either seven or eight don't quote me on the number um 
you can have a certain amount over the 25 let's say you have seven guys transfer out then you can bring in seven additional guys to replace them but ecu is not in a point where they can even sign probably a full 25 so really that number doesn't matter as much as the you know if you're rebuilding a program from scratch like you're seeing south florida take a ton of guys right now they're probably going to use the 25 plus whatever max they can above that because they haven't hit the 85 scholarship limit you can have 85 guys on your team total on scholarship and you can sign 25 per class well ecu's only got what a handful of seniors and so they're not going to use the full 25 because then that would put them over the 85 and so you're going to be very selective and you'll probably see a number of guys enter the portal at some point from ecu because right now the, the math does not add up for next year's roster and you think mike houston's already had those discussions and knows i don't know where those discussions lie but i mean you can look at guys on the roster who maybe are in their third or fourth year who just aren't playing or have not developed to a certain standpoint and at some point there will be conversations i mean this is college football across the board yeah hey you're not going to play here but i do think that the genuine thing about coach houston and the staff is they're going to do their best to as long as a player has abided by the standards of the program they really do do their best to try and find kind of a a good home for them you know we see it happen in basketball all the time you got guys leaving on their own you got guys leaving because they're not good enough i mean that's just college sports now it's a pretty brutal business yep but it's the reality of it especially with the ncaa not allowing teams to have over that 85 for next year like this year there was some relief because you could have the seniors due to COVID coming back not counting against the 85, and now that goes away mm. after just one year. So now is when it becomes real. And uh, All right, so I heard you ask the question to Houston. We played his answer earlier. It sounds like offensive line was a big uh, sticking point, something they wanted to address this signing class, this signing cycle. So uh, O-line brought in a lot of those guys today? Yeah, it's a, it's a very good O-line group. It's a little bit I don't want to say bittersweet because they were they were expecting another guy to sign Terrence McLean, who ended up signing with Memphis, a JUCO kid who, you know, just kind of I guess couldn't make up his mind, and uh, so that didn't go ECU's way. But you still signed five, and so you have to remember at the end of the day, you signed five quality offensive linemen. These guys just aren't guys that are going to come in and and you know not have a chance to play. I think they're all AAC caliber linemen. You start with an immediate impact edition with parker moore or more i don't i'm still trying to figure out how to pronounce more more and you know he's guy who started at west virginia really good pass blocker and he's continued to get stronger but he'll play right away so you have that and then you sign four high school linemen and to me you know i've covered a lot of these signing days clip in case you haven't heard but um to me this is the best group of high school offensive linemen that i've seen ecu sign you know, you've got from a talent standpoint, or from a from a talent standpoint, not from like the um, the other factors like mentality, work ethic, and desire. What about from a desire standpoint? Uh, I've got very good desire uh, <laughs> ratings on all these kids. Good, good. And um, but no, I mean, really, you look at two of them come from two of the premier programs in the country, and you don't get there unless you have desire, work ethic. And what was the other one? Use mentality. You got to have a good. If you're going to survive at IMG Academy, yeah, got to have a good mentality. Uh, Ethan Lang from IMG, Jacob Sacra from St. Francis, which was the only team to beat IMG this year in their final game, 
Uh, and then any you, Bishop Sycamore guys? No Bishop Sycamore <laughs> guys included. Okay. Unfortunately, IMG Academy I think did play Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> That's where they became yep. famous, and then beat beat that team. But I talked to some people who. It sounds like IMG Academy is basically an FBS program, just with the talent they produce and the facilities they have. And I mean, they don't produce. I guess they produce the talent, but the guys talent that are good there. go there. Like, isn't Jeff Blake involved with that program somehow? Yeah. And yeah. you've got uh, there's another former player, Ernie Logan, who's involved with that program. So like, it's just a factory of they almost recruit guys there. Well, nice to have some ECU connections there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, then that that definitely didn't hurt so but it's a good o-line class i mean i think you could see maybe saker and lang help because they're basically coming from de facto college type programs and you know you don't want to play freshman early but it wouldn't be out of the question i think uh, ideally you redshirt them and maximize their eligibility is there, is there any update on Cade briggs the left tackle from new mexico i know he recently visited east Carolina. so he would be the main if they could find a way to get him or somebody of his caliber in addition to these five, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better O-line haul. He is transferring from New Mexico? Yes. Yes, he's transferring from the University of New Mexico. And he got offered today by Texas Tech. He's been offered the past couple of days by Syracuse and Washington State. But the weird thing about his deal is he visited UCF and his last visit was to ECU. Now the dead period goes from now until mid-January. You can't visit anywhere else as far as like an actual recruiting visit. He could go on his own. So basically, he can't see any of these schools that are offering him outside of online. So his last visit was to ECU. I feel like ECU leads, but is he going to be able to make that decision to, okay, I'm comfortable attending ECU because I've been there? Or does he want to commit to Texas Tech without ever going there or without ever meeting their coaches in person? So he's got a decision to make. He's going to, because he's going to enroll in January or he plans to. And so I think if they could find a way to get him, he's probably going to start at guard if he comes to ECU because he's played tackle at a high level, but he projects more as a guard. Um, but if you get him, then you have him and more, and then you got four other guys for the future. That would be a heck of a haul. And so I think that's definitely a name to watch in the coming days. Real quick, I go, let's go. Who's returning? So Bailey Malovic, you expect to get him back from injury, right? Is he yeah, expected yeah. to be a part of the plan next year? Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, he, okay. tore, he tore his uh, knee up in the first game, which you never want to tear your knee up. But if you're going to do it, you want to do it early in the season. That way you have more time to recover, um, I guess, is a bright side. But, I mean, the toughest thing with him is he finally got his body to a good point and then he – got injured so his body's probably not at right. a great point right now he's so gotta start over he's almost got to start over so you get him back you get rob vanderlin back but both those guys are going to be coming off surgery so there's two tackles vanderlin's done he's not playing in the bowl game correct? he's not not okay. expected to all right so um noah henderson is back but he's dealt with a back injury all year you just wonder i mean does he have a lingering deal like yeah i think it's gonna show up next year and just be 100 percent. i think it's gonna be something where you got to continue to kind of manage it how about uh you got three tackles returning but they all have injury history how about those transfers jones and chase chase is done jones still has two years left i mean you got a good group returning you lose you lose fry Fry, sean bailey and justin chase okay um and but you return let's see here uh you return malovic henderson henderson vanderlin yeah avery jones uh um, the guy from havelock Strother, strother 
and I feel like I'm missing somebody. Maybe not though. Isaiah Foote's going to be back. He's he's entering his third year in the program. He's got starting well, potential. And we always I say we. And then you add the West Virginia guy. I forget about that. I think a lot of people do. So we we celebrate these guys when they come in, and then a lot of them we don't see them for a year because they redshirt yeah. or they don't play. So are there any guys I go that you know have come in here that haven't played yet on the O line? Isaiah yeah. Foot. Yeah, I mean, I think That's he's. I think next year is kind of his year. Yeah, he's really redeveloped his body since he first came in. It's come a long way. Just watching him from his first college practices to now, I mean, ideally, that's he's in a he's in the perfect spot. This is what you want to do with all your offensive linemen. He's yeah. going into year three. He's you know he's played some special teams, played some limited snaps, snaps, been in a college program three years. Now is like he's pretty much you know not at fully at his potential, but he's been in the program long enough to where you're comfortable with him playing while stribbling similar deal played some going into year three you're comfortable with him taking some snaps and so you want to ideally do that with all your offensive linemen uh richard pierce was another one that has stepped up and he's he redshirted this year so he'll be the second a second year guy next year so you you want to redshirt as many of those guys as possible for those reasons and we've seen so many guys have injury problems and have had to hang it up John Spellacy played as a true freshman, got hurt. Peyton Winstead played as a freshman, got hurt. I'm sure um, there are others as well. Steve and I got good info. You can check out hoistthecolors.net. A lot of discussion, a lot of great articles there regarding signing day. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, this Jimbo Fisher line, he said on Paul Feinbaum a moment ago, is making its rounds on social media where he said, quote, there were a lot of NIL deals going on before all this was going on. They just weren't legal. Nobody told nobody. So, yeah, we all knew that. But yeah. to hear a coach say it's interesting, I guess. I love the meltdown going on in Tallahassee. We'll talk about that and more when we return. Also, got to open up the treasure chest. We'll do it in hour two right here and in hour three when uh, Troy D. will be alongside and we talk to head football coach Mike Houston. So, a lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk towns insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions call 756-8300 today now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock all right we are on an ecu athletics hiatus but that doesn't mean there's not stuff going on steven i go as busy as ever but steven i'm ready for some games i'm ready for pirate basketball Dude, on friday i uh i missed basketball but i really missed turning on the television this past like thursday and friday night and just watching some random college football game or it's tough jeff uh to be there on the weekends saturday was tough yeah i watched a little army navy but 
I watched. I think I watched that entire game because I was that starved for. Uh, we had to go to some Christmas party, and I was that starved to see some football. And honestly, Navy looked pretty good. I saw they they came up with the graphic during the game that Navy played the third toughest schedule in American Army played the one hundred the one hundred and seventh. Oh wow! And I mean, I think you can make a fair argument that well, that's weird. Navy like the better team. Army played weak. I don't know who else they played, but who did Navy play that was so good? They played Notre Dame. Well, this year. the American and Notre Dame, and there uh, had to be another one in there. Marshall, Marshall Air Force, obviously Air Force, yeah. Notre Dame, and Army. Was that their non-conference? Yeah. Do we name? I the think entire? so. Okay. And they played all the tough teams in the American East Carolina, ECU, uh, some team named Cincinnati, SMU. I call them Cincinnati. All right, moving along. Good. Uh, what, what did you tweet at me earlier? Good tweet, man. Or good, <laughs> Thank you for saying yeah, that. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> you got it. All right, Stephen Igo is here. Liberty, give me liberty or give me death. The uh, Liberty has given the Pirates death the last few times they've met on the court. We got a line on this game yet? Nah, Jeff and they do guess like Liberty three and a half. Liberty's been a little, little disappointed. Are they gettable? They're definitely gettable. More than gettable? And according to the Associated Press, they're visiting ECU. Not sure when they're coming to Greenville, but... Um, Bring it on. They are visiting the Pirates. That game is one thirty in Charlotte on Thursday. For those unaware, it's game one of a quadruple header. Will Steve and I go be there? I will not. It's a long trip, Stephen, but man, that'd yeah. be a fun fun thing to go to. I really if it was in Raleigh, that'd be... Yeah, if it was in Raleigh, I'd definitely go. Yeah. If, if I didn't have a four month old i would definitely be there erica's working that day so but i mean it's charlotte's, charlotte's a long, just a long hall, ways man. away charlotte is a hall and you know i'm traveling for the bowl game and so it's close too close to that to travel again but when's the last time you saw ecu play in an opponent's that, arena in basketball <laughs> man it's been a long time probably duke carolina one of them uh definitely i saw them play at duke for that preseason nit deal what about them. NC State? Uh, I think I saw them play there. So I saw. I don't think I went to the game they played in Raleigh. Um, most recently, I, I went to Duke. I went to Carolina twice. Yeah, I don't think I, I went. To, I covered them at Campbell when they beat Campbell. Wow, there you go, Louis Creek baby. Yeah. I don't. I've never been to a road ECU game not involving an ACC team. I've been to Chap- Dean Dome and to PNC. But I've never seen ECU play outside of Minji's other than that. The problem is most of those games take place, obviously, during football season because non-conference coincides with football. And, when, you know, we're, we're so busy covering practice, recruiting, it's hard to travel to road games for basketball. Now, once Especially when they play on, a, like, a Tuesday yeah. evening or something. Now, once they get into conference play, like, yeah, I would like to travel, but I'm not going to... <laughs> Watch ECU play Tulsa in basketball yeah. in Oklahoma. If it was CAA days, Stephen, we could make the road yeah, trip I mean, to if American. It, if ECU was playing George Mason and American and Richmond, I would be at all the games, man. I would definitely travel to VCU. By the way, you did not um, respond to my – this was two weeks ago, I guess, we were talking about ODU. Jeff Jones, former coach at American. It was a revenge game for ECU <laughs> because he coached at American. Wow. Yeah gotta connect the dots i didn't respond to you well, well that, that's how much medicine 
i get on a daily basis when i talk to you question for i go to find out oh i like this uh any way to find out what date ec goes to byu next fall yeah you can do like some um, uh, some skits i think it's set but it hasn't been announced yet i think it's late in the season hey should we ask mike houston at five o'clock you might know if you look at b look at byu's future schedule they have like two open dates for next year okay and so like it's clearly got to be one of those good we can do some uh deducting deducing inducing please don't induce any labor here yeah but they have 22 i want to say november <laughs> they literally got every day yeah. except east carolina so it's got to be either in october in september 3rd 10th 17th 24th and 30th that's washed october 8th 1522 you got the 29th of october as a possibility and you have the 12th of november as a possibility okay so october or november and i'm guessing and last time ecu played i remember on the road it was kind of later in the season right yeah it, it, it was. wasn't traditional like before your conference it was play. definitely either october or november which means east carolina will have an earlier conference game next year right? i would think they would want to put it uh, looking at the schedule maybe on the 29th but i i don't know what because byu's got at liberty on the 22nd and at boise state on november 5th good news is it'll be either be a look ahead game at boise state or a we just got beat by boise right. state game on the 12th and then they have dixie state on november 19th so unfortunately that will not be a look ahead <laughs> game so we want the 29th because it would be after a long road trip at liberty where is that game next year at brigham young okay my guess is based off that they might do it november 12th because you would probably want to buy between at liberty at boise and to, in 2015 the game was played on october 10th okay not that late but well in 20 yeah. 20 uh 2017 the home game hammered him yeah, yeah. scotty thomas Sirks best performance <laughs> yes. as a part. just want to point out that east carolina hammered cincinnati and byu they really Scotty did though. Here. <laughs> and nc state a luke fickle team that's right beat them down wasn't it luke fickle's first year yeah he still hasn't forgotten that game he references it every time is that why he does year. the pull-ups in the locker Probably room so. every time and tries to tear down our equipment um that brings up today's question of the day did we cut loose coach mo too soon <laughs> let's bring in coach let, houston let, let me ask this guy in the next room let's talk to mike houston coming up at five o'clock on today's show we'll open up the treasure chest here in just a moment uh what else steven how you feeling uh, about the bowl game pirates plus three against bc i still haven't really do- dove dived dove dove oh, that's into right it. yep Dovin. um i do know that the, the the boston college has a lot of nfl talent man just looking at their roster they got a couple offensive linemen who are projected to be draft picks their quarterback of course Jerkovic. 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 oh like the way you said it Jerkovic. Jerkovic. i think he's i mean you watch some of his highlights and he just looks like a different dude with his size and i mean he just has an absolute cannon now i don't know how consistent he is he has been injured this year but his completion percentage hasn't been super high in the past so he probably takes a lot of shots downfield. Zay Flowers, 
the uh, receiver can fly. He can take the top off the defense. There was some talk he might opt out of the bowl game because of the draft, but I haven't heard any anything about that actually happening. Talking to John Meter Perel, and hopefully we can talk to him again. He's the play-by-play voice of BC. And to Tyler... Feldman? Cavaruso. Cavaruso. Talking to those guys last week. BC is not the... It's not your uncle's BC. It's not the... I guess they're still going to try to go with the you know play good defense, run the ball, but they're a little more explosive, right? Then, well, they, they got playmakers. I mean, like the Zay Flowers guys, I think he's averaging 18, 20 yards a catch. Chukovic obviously can beat you deep. It's just anytime you think BC, you turn on their game, you like see those you uniforms, it's yeah. like this is going to be a boring game. I feel like they probably still play that style, but then they hit you with a big one if you – Aren't aren't ready. Saw a good question. I think it was in VIP. I know that you you responded to the question. I love stuff like this. I go. It was is Phil Dracovic the best quarterback ECU has seen this year? Desmond Ritter. So Ritter. Uh, mine would be Chambers from Charleston Southern. <laughs> that did, did play amazingly that day. I don't want to see him again. I can promise you that. I Grant, can promise you. Grant Wells from Marshall is uh, is the truth as well. He's really good. Um, Not App State. Although Bryce was a lot better than you said he'd be. Uh, he was. Now, I didn't give him the two-lane disrespect like Ronnie did a couple years ago where he's like, two-lane doesn't have any players. I think Ronnie was crapping on Bryce, too. He probably was. What happened to Michael Pratt, by the what way? What happened to Ronnie Woodward? <laughs> I saw him, uh, saw him on Saturday. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Michael Pratt, great question. Uh, did, he, did he fly too close to the sun, I go? Was his star too bright early in his career? Well, their whole damn program. Took well, a we step saw back. We, when he was in Greenville, man. He was he was playing injured. I mean, he was beat up. We did not get to see Dylan Gabriel, and we won't see him. <laughs> thankfully, how about that? I go. We'll wrap it yeah. up here. Spencer Rattler to South Carolina, right? Yep. Is that official? Yes. Um, other big names in the portal at the quarterback position. Where's Gabriel going to land, or has he landed? Do you know? There was talk about Ole Miss, but I have not seen hmm. anything official at this point. Bo Nix has been talked about with a potential Gus Malzahn reunion mm. at UCF. They hosted another quarterback on a visit recently in the portal. I can't remember who it was. I think they'll land somebody. I mean, Mikey Keene has some talent, but I think they'll add somebody in the portal. Um, what was that? <laughs> Everything all right in there? All right. Uh, Memphis, Seth Hennigan for a freshman. He's going to be really good in a couple years. Yeah, Ritter's good, but Jerkovic's probably second or third. I mean, Grant Wells is good. I mean, they face good quarterbacks. The guy, uh, Chambers, is up there, and then our boy, uh, the GA from South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, was he Doty or was the... No, nah, Doty was the one that's... Oh, he was Zeb Nolan. Yep, and Doty's already in the portal. Dylan because. Gabriel supposedly going to UCLA to join Chipper, says wow. Johnny Robertson. Nah, maybe. Although, is Chipper going to Oregon? All this, this, this whole thing is crazy, man. And I, that's fine. I just like sit back and watch it burn. I root for my team and don't get involved in the weeds because the weeds are nasty. So It's just every offseason at this point, I think, is going to get crazier and crazier. It with, is year with, to year. With NIL and Now, the coaches, coaches still have to recruit like they did today and build the program for four years out but everything is completely year to year that includes the coaching and now the players that they can transfer anytime 
that's that's college sports man it's it's not what we grew up with but it is what it's becoming and for better or worse it gets a ton of attention because it's so insane i mean this this stuff is just it's incredible and i mean i can tell you being in the media side of it all this stuff just adds to the page views and clicks and all that for the industry as a whole so like i don't think the media is going to push back against it and i don't think the ncaa is going to try and police it yeah it feels like that that might be over with but at some point they got to do something about this nil because it was not supposed to be allowed to use it as a recruiting pitch and now you've got guys basically sign them schools because they're going to be guaranteed nil deals so the whole thing is just it's gotten out of hand yeah i mean that's everybody knows that the wild wild west all right steven thanks for hanging out man thanks for having me check out hoistthecolors.net right now somebody and that somebody was patrick brown won a free vip subscription for one year to hoist the colors out of the treasure chest and we want you to be like patrick brown now and be a winner let's open it up Shirley Rhodes. 317-1250 317-1250 the treasure chest is open we will open it back up in the five o'clock hour, but why wait till then? Call in right now and you can be a winner. 317-1250. Caller 12 wins. We will talk to Caller 12 and find out what they've won when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. All right, we got Mike Houston uh, joining us in hour number three, live in the Pirate Radio studios. So stick around for that. Also, we'll make you a winner once again inside the treasure chest. My goodness. I meant to have Igo pick two bowl games and 40 bowls in 14 days. We are way behind. Wow. We got to do a super catch-up. I'm doing a terrible job this year on 40 poor, bowls and 14 days. Poor time management My, there, That's on mister. me. We did all that singing for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll make you a winner in hour three. We made you a winner just a moment ago, and one lucky caller got in, and that caller is our resident Panthers fan, Susan Susan Deans is our winner. Hello, Susan. Hi, how are you? Doing good. Uh, how are you? I know you uh, you just had a surgery, so uh, how are you feeling right now? Sitting here with my leg up on ice, just trying to get it healed up. Saw Redbeard made a joke earlier, and, and laughter is the best medicine. He said it sounded like you're uh, healthy enough to go play for the Panthers right now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I, we'll just put that on the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get into that. All right, Susan. That's what some of them do. 
Susan, uh, I know you've won some prizes and uh, have chimed in with us quite a bit. Have you ever won inside the treasure chest before? Yep, uh, for about the past four or five years, yeah. Wow. An emporium last year and a oh, awesome. golf bag set. and Yeah, one over the years. It's got a... a little deflated. I was feeling kind of bad. I was commiserating with Chad saying, we are losers this year. Jeez. Uh, well, now he's just the loser. Yeah, he's, <laughs> now he stands alone. <laughs> All right. Uh, Susan, uh, what do you do? Uh, I stay at home. I work at home and just hang out and work at here with some children and graduate from ECU in 84, so I'm old, older. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good deal. And uh, and also Roots for the Panthers, even uh, I, even in bad days. I got a question for Susan since she's a Panther fan. Who, who is your all-time favorite Panther? Mm. Luke uh, Well, I like I love Luke Keekley and I love Cam Newton. I just hate that Cam gets dished on so bad. You know, yeah. I'm kind of like Tony. I just you know I'm gonna stand by him. I just I like him. I mean, my my favorite memory of him is we were at a game and. He had a food truck there a few years ago when we bought hot wings, uh, and they were the hottest wings you've ever tasted in your entire life, but they were good as heck. Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's three, see. Three of them, you know. <laughs> Shirley, let's, uh, let's run down the prizes of what's left inside the treasure chest, and you can get us going. Takeout party for 10 from Parker's Barbecue. $100 gift card from Emporium. $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. $100 gift card to Fleet Feet. Ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park. $200 gift card to Factory Mattress. $100 gift card to Halo. $100 gift card to Bagel Man. Bush Light Neon Sign, Bud Light Cooler, and Beach Chair, and two 15 packs of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. $100 in cash from Sparky Snowballs. And a $100 gift card to Shimmer Boutique. All right, uh, Susan, those are the prizes that are remaining. Anything in particular you're hoping to get today? Nope. I, I was like the other guy. Well, I wanted to lazy boy, but uh, <laughs> you know what? Beggars can't be choosy. I win all the time, so I can't be picky. All right. <laughs> She's got a uh, room full of treasure chest gifts from years past. Uh-huh. All right, Shirley, we'll go ahead and open it up here. I will pull out the prize here and oh man this is a this is a good uh, one uh oh kick that leg back and enjoy a takeout party for 10 from parker's barbecue Ooh. oh yeah now that's good thank you all right so, much. so susan deans will be enjoying some awesome parker's barbecue with uh nine other sad panthers fans you can invite chandler <laughs> you can invite tony all the crew We'll go commiserate our misery. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, Susan, we hope you're uh, you're doing all right, and congratulations on another treasure chest win. And thanks for always uh, chiming in, having some fun with us on Fridays too. Thank you. I just saw Chad chimed in and said she did it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Susan. Congratulations. Appreciate it. See you, Susan. <laughs> Susan Deans, a takeout party for ten from Parker's Barbecue. That is awesome and for me that would probably be a takeout party for four i'm trying you know I, i'm a big portion guy well look it, the the rest could go to wes hines because remember he ate no that was somebody else but he did eat parker's that one time he, he said i ate parker's the other day i had like five barbecue sandwiches <laughs> so you can have uh wes hines help you out he and susan kind of on the mend right now they can enjoy yeah, some parker's yeah. together 
uh all right so great prize there susan deans joins our winners from this year pretty much everybody but chad moore mark hall <laughs> won 12 large pizzas from domino's of greenville the pirate gift basket from ube went to christina mace moore susan deans just won the takeout party for 10 from parker's barbecue hannah manning won the 100 dollars gift card from chico's everybody's jealous of anthony whitehead he got the lazy boy recliner from Baltic sug furniture david stall won the 100 dollars gift card to fresh vibes kevin ainge took home the 140 dollars gift card to revive health and wellness jay searles won the gift basket to naughty dog brewing company carrie brown Got the $100 gift card to Tiebreakers. Jim Dillon got several gift cards, $100 in gift cards to Dap House, Christie's Europub, Sidebar, and Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Jeff Dover won the $100 gift card to Purple Blossom Yoga Studio. $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's went to Bob Morfitt. And Patrick Brown won the free year VIP subscription to Hoist the Colors. So we still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten prizes to go and guess what shirley we've got five shows to go so if you do the math but we are going to give away another prize today Mm -hmm. which will leave us with nine so we'll do two prizes thursday friday monday tuesday and then one final prize on one on wednesday next wednesday and that'll wrap it up for the year well our bag our chest will be emptied so good stuff fabulous we'll be empty chesters did you sometimes feel like you haven't said enough on the show and you got to get in while you can? Sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, I, Chandler, you know me. I'll say anything because... That was a good one, though, right? It was. It was good. It was if good. You, you don't know if it's going to be funny if you keep it to yourself. You got to get it out there. And I just let it out there. And once it's out there, it's out there. And but, if people enjoy yeah. it, they do. If they don't, oh, well, move on to the next Let's one. Let's see. And you didn't enjoy it. And well, because there was no reference. There, there was no reference to it at all. There was nothing for me to draw back on. And I just, I just, I guess the reference could it. be empty nester. Yeah. You know, parents are empty nesters. Surely you remember the NBC show Empty Nest. I do. I don't know if I ever watched it, but I do know it was I a did. Thing. I watched it because it came on right after Golden Girls. I do remember from that time frame. Thank I felt, you for being a friend. I feel like Wings was maybe on during that time, and I did watch that show. That came on on NBC, I want to say on like a Thursday night. But I remember Empty Nest because it had um, Robert Mitchum. An old man with white hair. Robert Mitchum was the actor's name. And then Christy McNichol was the daughter, his daughter in the show. And then um, there were a couple of other characters that I don't know their their names, but I can remember their faces. But uh, uh, Marsha Brown, I want to say. See, Chandler, this is uh, is what you got us on. Yeah, well, also, my brain's full of useless information. I could tell you that, but I couldn't tell you what I did five minutes ago. So, you know, Chandler, just where uh, it is. Mike P. enjoyed your line. He said, more like Chandler funny cut. That's that's a good one, Mike. That's a good one. <laughs> I disagree with that, <laughs> and I disagree with Mike. Chandler is a funny guy. You had a good one earlier today. What was that? Uh, I don't remember. My uh, Matt says he had a dog yes he had oh in the show yes <laughs> i don't know what we're talking about anymore an empty nest wings he had was, a dog wings was friday night golden girls empty nest was saturday night according to steve hill yes yes that's exactly right the old nbc lineup 
and mentioned this with uh troy the other day i don't i don't know if i could name like one oh no it was richard mulligan that was his name well i'll give you a mulligan on that <laughs> marsha warfield was the one i was thinking of marcia, not marsha brown marcia. christy mcnichol i did get correct and estelle getty actually was on the show for a short period of time people forget that uh, bear the dog his name know. was his name was bear by I, the way i think the only sitcom or show i could tell you that's on now is young sheldon because i see ads for it during cbs games oh gosh yeah but i don't know like any sitcoms that are on now and i used to know like the whole lineups growing yeah. up back in the I day i think the last sitcom that i actually watched all the way through that's probably more recent is big bang theory mm. and of course that's of been that. off the air but now so have i haven't watched, watched have you watched any of the young sheldon no 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 am i <laughs> glenn's josh? booing me back here wow josh says more like chandler funny not come oh. on <laughs> that josh t that was josh t oh come on josh t our halftime oh, buddy wait, at I did see, yeah. I, you know troy mentioned it the other day but live in front of a studio audience i did watch that the other day when they did the uh, facts of life and different strokes Matt says, I find Yellowstone funny at times. I have not watched the new season of Yellowstone, so I'm going to just binge it when it's all over. My favorite show on right now is on Showtime, and it's Yellow Jackets, and it is awesome. And nobody else will watch it, so I can't talk about it with anybody. So, well, you told me I needed to because yes. I inadvertently got a Showtime subscription for the next yeah. 30 days. So take advantage of it. Watch uh, Yellow Jackets. It's a, it's a weird show. Well, if I have time this weekend, I'll watch it. All right. We got Mike Houston coming up in hour three. We got another treasure chest winner to get to as well. Um, as Chad is showing me a picture of the cast of Empty Nest. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. You <laughs> never know what the hell we're going to talk about on uh, National Signing Day here on Pirate Radio Live. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live on the way. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We'll open up the treasure chest uh, coming up for the second time today later on in this hour. Troy D., is alongside and the head football coach of the East Carolina Pirates, Mike Houston, joining us here in hour number three of the program. How we doing, fellas? Doing, doing good. good. Good to see you. Good to see yeah. you. Busy day, coach? Busy day. 
busy good good day busy day i guess a, a lot of busy days building up to this day so as far as signing day itself how you know uh, when does it begin what's yeah. what's the day like uh early this morning um you know because we have practice this morning also so we we, we staff met uh 6 30 this morning just to uh get get ready and by 7 a.m the nlis are coming in so uh, and then we had a team meeting at eight so uh it was still you know we, we were we we're signing day half of the, the off the field staff you know bringing nlis and stuff and handing me a phone when i get a break during practice to talk to a, a new pirate and uh then uh, the other half, you know, you know, practice and get yeah. our team ready for the bowl. So. Coach, you've been working on this all year. Any surprises yeah. today, or did this pretty much go by the script that you had hoped? Yeah, pretty, pretty close to the script. Um, you know, we had we had a couple that uh, you know some bigger schools were coming in on, some other schools were coming in on. Uh, you know, the last uh, you know few weeks or so, uh, but uh, you know, for the most part, things went about about the way we expected them to today. Let's talk about these guys a little bit. A couple that yeah. jump out on the uh, sheet to me is one. I think the kid out of the IMG Academy. I've seen that. That is, uh, yeah, that's an all-star team that those guys have. And I know they have multiple teams down there, but this is a primary team that he is on. Yeah, the, he, the main he's one. A, he's the, on the national team. The kid also out of West Virginia. The transfer has yeah. really jumped off the sheet. As right. far as guys that could come in here, what I like to call shovel ready, ready to go. Tell me your perspective on it. What are the ones that uh, the big stars that hey these guys could come in and immediately make an impact. Well, I, th- I think that uh, Parker Moore, you know, you, you have a guy that's you know, he started in the Big 12. You know, he, he, he started for West Virginia this past year. So that guy's ready to come in and play right now. Uh, and I'm not saying he's going to come in and start right now, but he'll, he'll compete for a starting position, which will make everybody better immediately. Um, you know, a guy like him, a guy like Chandre Mims, uh, you know, defensive tackle from Charleston Southern uh, played against us this year. Had a good game against us. Local guy. His brother was signing with us already, anyway. But he's an older player uh, that will come in. You know, more prepared to play because the maturity factor is really the big piece as far as you know being ready to play immediately. Jordan Huff, the safety out of uh, Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. You know, that's a guy that will come in and, and be prepared to play. You know, pretty much immediately. Um, you know, some of the some of the other guys. That are high school guys. Some will be farther along than others. Now we have twelve that are coming in mid year, and that certainly helps. And, and that's know. big time for folks that don't understand. You know, the average fan that doesn't understand what right. it means. That means they're going to be enrolled at ECU next in, 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 in like a week or two. Yeah, in January. And, and you basically get all spring ball with those Correct. guys. You get all spring, all summer. You know, a guy that doesn't mid year, he doesn't come in until mid June. So he doesn't get spring practice. It's a late start. He gets half the summer. Yeah. So really, that that player that comes in mid June has a hard time playing the first year. So it just makes a huge difference. So you never know. You know, JD Lampley, uh, extremely high ceiling, really really good player. Now is he going to be ready to play as a freshman? I don't know, especially in that room. But now he's he's got a lot of ability. What were some of the positions you guys look at the board and say this is where we really like to shore up? Well, offensive line is the big one. You know, you, you sign five offensive linemen, one transfer. You mentioned Ethan Lang from IMG. Um, Jacob Sacra from St. Francis Academy in, uh, in Maryland. Uh, that's a kid that is the highest-rated offensive line prospect to ever sign at East Carolina. And he played at St. Francis, which, like IMG, is a national prep school. In fact, in fact St. Francis was the only team to beat IMG. IMG went, you know, 9-1. and one. St. Francis was the only team to beat him. So, uh, you know, you look at the other offensive linemen coming in. Amari Allen, 
huge upside uh you know big athletic uh you know ability wise you know similar to noah henderson um eli uh samples from down in uh in georgia coming georgia north south high school has a high end but that's probably a guy that's going to need to to develop. He and Amari are going to need to develop for a year or so before they're ready. If I'm Holt Naylor, though, I love this signing class because yeah. even, even if they're not playing right away, they're making the existing O-line hopefully that much better. No doubt. And uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's just like this year. You, just, you never know with offensive linemen. I mean, who would have thought that we would have lost, you know, Bailey and Rob right out of the gate? Yeah. You know, down two right out of the gate. So, yeah. You're looking at, at where these guys are now, but also you're trying to find your crystal ball and project where they'll be in three or four years. And, yeah. and you do that for every position. Yeah. Is it? Do you do that the most for offensive line? You, you look for a frame Big John can work with yeah. and, and all that. Is, is O-line the toughest? To it's look the at? toughest. Uh, because, you know, okay, once they get here, they, I mean, the difference between the work ethic and just what it takes to develop at the college level versus what they're doing at high school is night and day. You know, Jamari M. Franklin, great example right there. Um, I mean, he is long, athletic, but, you know, just comes from a program that, you know, and the coach does a great job there, but they just don't have – he didn't have – the coach is almost by himself. He didn't have a huge staff. They don't have, you know, some of the resources some of the bigger schools have. And so Jamarion's very, very raw. Now, if he can develop, he'll be incredible. But it's going to take a couple of years for him to develop. This is a great start for uh, East Carolina, in my opinion, on early signing day today. But as you know, this is kind of a living, breathing document. Uh, this isn't the final list. There's no. going to be more guys to sign. There's yeah. going to be other guys probably to exit the program that uh, might be on the roster right now. So there's still a lot of movement that's going to happen between now and, um, you know, by the time fall camp rolls around. Oh, tons. And I, and I tell you, the college football uh, as we have known it is changed forever and you know the difference you know with the transfer portal with name and image likeness uh recruiting and building your roster starting this year is is going to be different for the foreseeable future and it's there's going to be a lot of movement i mean you look at the quarterbacks across the country right now i mean it's you know like a chess game I thought when they first did the cost of attendance, that was kind of going to be the the big game changer for universities, where you could actually pay these kids and right. these players money, which they do now. They actually get, yep, they cash, for folks that don't know, they get right. cash checks of the cost of attendance. It's a little bit different amount in every school, how they calculate it. And I thought that would be first weaponized as a recruiting tool. But now that's become kind of almost secondary sometimes. No, that's, these, that's, that's like a, a, you that, know, a little voucher. You know, right. Little 20, that's like 20 bucks. The, the name image likeness deal, and we're getting ready, you know, hadn't even, this is just the first season yeah. of it. It's still so new. Uh, you see that kind of, and I call it weaponized for recruiting. That now right. things that would have put schools on probation have now become tools that hey, this is fine. It's recruit as long as it goes through a business and it's a name image, image likeness deal. It's all legal, and I think you saw some of it potentially even with uh, Deion Sanders today. That was a big national story. We were talking about it earlier on the program. You know, the number one supposable recruit in the country was going to you know interested in Florida State, and he gets them to go to what is it Jackson. Jackson, Jackson, State. Jackson State, where Dion's the coach, uh, allegedly reported for a, a huge NIL deal money. Yeah, I mean, the rumor is $1.5 million a year from Barstool, Barstool Sports. But it's it's very real. I mean, some of the stuff like Tennessee, each offensive lineman's getting $50,000 a year. 
and that's te- that's real that's real yeah. texas it's a hundred thousand um, dollars smu in our conference a group of donors have gotten together they are committing a million dollars a year to name and image likeness for the student athletes it's incredible how, how eric dickerson did it back in the day and they got in trouble for yeah. it now yeah. he's one of the people behind it i believe right it's uh, and i and I, I know it's you know we try very hard to do things by the book i just think if they don't regulate it it's going to turn into exactly why they shut smu down it's going to be shady it's wasn't the genie already out of the bottle in many ways with this thing i mean how do they regulate it now it's already going on it's already happening it's only i think going to get bigger and how do schools like east carolina compete against when you have these big schools getting players getting million dollar deals or even even fifty thousand dollar deals i i just i think it's going to continue to widen the gap you know to a degree but i i the only other thing they could do is just blow the whole thing up and change it. And, you know, the players are employees of the university. And, you know, it's almost the, the semi-pro model. Is that where you see it going? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you. I, I, it's, it, this stuff's crazy enough anyway, and it's just where does it go? But I just I, – I just, amateurism as we have known it is gone completely. So that's you know, just, you know, d- quit talking about the education anymore because – well, that's always been the most important thing is you get the degree. Well, mm-hmm. now that's taking a back seat. Now it's going to be yeah. more about the money. On the note of this stuff, and this is, I think, a, a positive of it, and I said it to John Gilbert, I want to say it to you too, Coach, that we've had the Players' Lounge on Mondays here on Pirate Radio Live, and I'm sure you know, you, you're know you not thrilled about your players being on live radio and things like that. Uh, but I do want to say that it's been awesome talking to these guys i think they got a lot out of it i mean talking to bruce bivens who certainly isn't shy on the field but behind a mic can be a little shy right. he came out of his shell mm-hmm. uh rajay's like a dang pro at this point yeah. talking on the yeah. mic yeah. um and i just want to say those are awesome yeah. guys he now wants a part-time job over yeah. here. <laughs> uh, but those guys were great to talk to this year and you know i think you got a, a great group over there and, and just well, wanted to let you know that I appreciate that, and I am I'm biased, but I do think we have a great group, and I do think we try to do things the right way, and I just I don't want to see the values go away. You know, I'm I'm all for financially assisting the players, and I think if you can find ways to do it without it, you know, turning into something shady yeah. and unethical, um, you know, that's that's why you know the idea of you know some kind of deal where you can pay them within a structure of the university. I don't know. Speaking of finances, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, your situation, which has been drastically improved over the last month. Congratulations again on on your new deal. And uh, what behind the scenes were, you know, was that something you were like, look, uh, everybody's got agents and everybody would love to get a raise and, and make more money. Uh, you were successful in that this year at East Carolina, getting not only an extension, but also I uh, believe a nine hundred thousand dollar annual raise. Was that something that was? How long was that being negotiated? Was that something ECU brought to you? Was that uh, how, how did it all go down? And how important was that for you here to say, look, uh, I don't want to go anywhere, but to not go anywhere, I need this. Well, I think you know it's when you get to the point in my old contract where it was, it was kind of okay, make or break. Yeah, at the end of the day you're going to have a hard time recruiting moving forward under the old contract uh, because everybody was everybody's going to start using it against you in recruiting well he's not going to be there you know they're going to make a change so who so you know that kind of stuff um john gilbert came to me after the memphis game and uh said that the university uh wanted to wanted to do something 
um you know he had he had been uh mentioning it to my agent back of this uh but uh you know I, and I, he said you know tell me what's important to you and i said at the end of the day what's important to me are three things security for my family uh my assistant coaches we've got to get the salary pool up for them we've got to get them up competitive with the rest of the league uh and then we have we have to invest in facilities we have to have an indoor practice facility we've got to continue to you know invest in the training table the you know the the things that touch the players you know those are the three things that are the most important to me and uh you know to his credit and the university's credit they stepped up um and and that really was the end of it with john and i from mm-hmm. there on it was you know the university and and my representation kind of working through all the specifics um but uh you know that way you know i coach football yeah so. I, i'd say uh all those three things would be important three things to me too if yep. i was the head coach uh, sure. mission accomplished on number one i think right. on that contract where do two and three stand where does the uh the pool of money for assistance stand currently and then what about the facility improvement which we talk about this every time right. you're on i mean we talk about we've talked about this <laughs> i appreciate long, it too long before you yeah. were here about the right. need for uh, truly an indoor football facility not just for football but for, for everybody it could be for the university and it could Correct. be for other things outside of sports too but Correct. obviously football could have first crack at it and say much needed facility where are we on the other on point two and point three well i think first off before i touch on that i just want to say that it was very very important um amanda and owen and reed and i we we're very happy in greenville north carolina so I, I i do want to say that that was the big driving forces no matter what stuff might have been out there i have no interest in leaving ecu and uh so you know that was the first piece and i, I just really appreciate the fact that uh you know ecu feels the same way uh, i think that's important um you know the other two pieces uh they have uh they have given me a pool of money for my assistant coaches uh and i've been working with john and and honestly i'm I'm just gathered a lot of data about you know where the rest of our conference is you know exactly where some things are with peer institutions uh and you know we're going to be able to raise uh the assistant coaches salaries up where they need to be uh competitively in our conference and uh then I would expect something uh, facility-wise uh, at the first of the year to be announced. All right. Programming Sounds alert. Good. Speaking of assistance, we'll talk to Blake Harrell on the show coming up on Thursday, Donnie Kirkpatrick on Friday, Troy D. So we'll wrap up the week with ECU football coaches. Holt Naylor's will join us on Monday. Yeah. So uh, continue got to get you ready for the bowl game. All, all-star week here leading up to uh, the bowl game. Speaking of which, Coach, we were talking about before the show – Pretty good matchup between East Carolina Boston College. Uh, you know, Pirate fans don't know a lot about Boston College, but I know yeah. you're educated on them. <laughs> and you were telling me about them. They're, you were they're... starting to get me worried yeah. after listening to you talk about them. <laughs> Watch them play and, and, and everybody else. They're, they're a good football team. You know, the thing that uh, you look at the record, 6-6, six and six, the thing you do have to understand, you know, they have one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, you know, he could have you know declared for the draft this year. He elected to come back. They're saying he'll be a first or second round draft pick next year, projected. Um, but he got hurt in the opener against UMass. Did not play again until the last couple of games of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's a, that's a big piece right there. Yeah. Uh, the backup was competitive, uh, and they won a lot of games with the backup. But uh, you know, Jerkovic is a he's a big six five, two forty, big arm, prototypical pro style quarterback. Yeah. Um, they're a good football team. They're they're exactly what you would think from Boston College. They're huge up front on the offensive line. 
they have a, a two big backs one smaller back speed guy uh they've got a dynamic receiver that's probably going to be a you know first second round draft pick you know late first round early second um you know they've got big tight ends they're going to line up and try to just run over us and then they're going to play action seven man protect and throw it as far as they can down the field so uh we'll be challenged to they're going to try to control the ball so we're going to be challenged for you know getting the ball you know for our offense Mm -hmm. uh and then defensively they match up very well too the uh, number one in the acc and pass defense number four nationally uh big big defensive front big linebackers uh going to try to take the run away make you throw it uh but uh you know so it's it's gonna be a challenge i think sometimes in these bowl games it's a, you know it seems like it's been forever ago since we've played a football yeah. game and i know talking to some of the players they felt the same way and we still got a ways to go before uh you know got it close to a couple of weeks until this right. game kicks off how much of those intangibles are, are a factor as far as who's less rusty who's really keyed up wanting to be there and play how important is that especially oh, think, going into a bowl game i think the factor of you know, we're both going to have about the same amount of layoff so um, I do think the the want to motivation mm-hmm. is key. Now everything I've gotten out of them is that they're pretty motivated for this also. But uh, I think you have two good football teams going head to head. You know, I say all that about Boston College because I want everybody to understand they're a good football team. Now we didn't we didn't play chopped liver all year. We played a tough schedule, right? So it's not like we haven't seen a team like this multiple times this year. So uh, it's just it's not going to be one where we go in there and we're it's not going to be a cakewalk. No, I mean it's going to be like the South Carolina game, like the Navy game, like the Houston game. You know, it's going to be like the Memphis game mm-hmm. where it's just tight as yep. all get out, and it's two good football teams going at it, and it's going to be decided probably in the last you know three or four minutes of the game. Yep. We made the, the point that uh, most of the players on this roster hadn't been to a bowl game. You got guys like DJ Ford who've been there uh, before, and and but coach with you coming through the high school ranks, and then you know FCS. Obviously, you, you were in the postseason, the playoffs, the championship. Right. But is this your first bowl game? It's my first bowl game. Yeah. Um, you know the FCS playoffs. Um, you know the championship games played uh, two days before the the FBS national championship. So you had a similar type of. We treated that like bowl prep uh, for that. So, uh, but this is my first bowl game. Yeah, happy uh, first bowl game. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I hadn't thought about I know, that. We think about it laid out players, like that. I, I know you've been to a lot of big games before playoff games, yep. but yeah, technically a first bowl game. I yep. guess. As so. far as uh, the week building up to the game, and you'll be in DC. Uh, is that itinerary done? Do you know yeah. what the, you and the team will be doing, yep. and what activities you got planned? Yeah. Do? So you know, the the good thing is a lot of my staff. Have been to multiple bowl games. Uh, my DFO uh, Jake Kirkendall has, you know, he's been Tennessee Vanderbilt. Uh, have been to a lot of bowl games with those guys. So, uh, you know, they've they've helped kind of, you know, this that and the other, just some in, input on the schedule and stuff. So, uh, it'll be we we'll go up the twenty third. Um, you know, we have some. You know, we have some things. We're going to go to a nice restaurant on the way up, and uh, heard of one uh, of the uh, Brazilian steakhouses. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah, that's so a, yeah, yeah. Everybody will be full. That's it's a good thing you're doing <laughs> no. that early. You know? no, no. <laughs> well, and we're going, we're going to give them that evening when we get there. We will get there mid afternoon. We're going to give them that evening. We're going to give them some some meal money and and just kind of give them some parameters and let them mm-hmm. kind of go out to eat that first evening. Yep. Um, and then uh, you know the next day we're going to the. Uh, african-american history museum uh there in dc we have, we have a guided tour of that so that, that's something the kids are excited about mm-hmm. um we got practice in the morning you know event in the afternoon 
uh i think we're, we're going to a different restaurant uh that night to eat as a as a team uh the next day which is uh christmas day um you know we are going we are going to do something christmas eve uh you know just a, a chapel service for the for the team and everything and then christmas day uh we'll practice mid-morning and then that afternoon a, a guided tour around washington dc uh, we'll have a Christmas dinner that night. We're going to allow a little bit of time that night for families that are in town to be able to see the the players also. Yeah, um, probably a good time to do a tour because most people won't be yeah. out at that time. So well, you probably have the and and the and the bowl really has set all this stuff up. Yeah, so both teams are going to do similar uh, activities. Um, then the next day we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll do our our walkthrough kind of stuff, and then we're going to go to uh, Annapolis and just you know visit the stadium. I know that we we played there about a month ago, but yeah. we're, we're the home team, so just you know see the home locker room, do a team photo, and and do some stuff there in Annapolis. So you know it'll be a it's a combination of uh, of practice and game prep, and uh, and also seeing some things in Washington. Last time you were in that stadium, coach, a pretty good game and a, a great Mike Houston reaction <laughs> after the O and Daffer kick uh, as well. Yeah, which one? Holy freak! I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> you know, boy, what what an ending! I said the game. same exact thing. It was crazy. I think we all did. <laughs> what, an, what an ending to a ball game, yeah. and uh, and yeah, it's, it was. Uh, I, well, I don't even rem- remember that moment. <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's well, a I reminder think, to me that uh, everything's on camera. I had mentioned, too, I, I think one of the things that would have given me so much confidence in him in knowing that, hey, you got nothing to lose. If, if you go out there and you miss it, worst case scenario, the game still goes on. You go into overtime. Wait, you know, remember Alabama and Auburn a few years ago, they tried a long field goal? Kick six. Oh, uh, that's true. I Auburn. guess things can't happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The fans don't the, think about that stuff. That's yeah, all there I'm is a, there about. Is a, yeah, you're worried. You're, the there's only, a worse, worst case scenario. The I'm thinking about yeah. is, you know, traditionally I'm, on a long field goal. I'm thinking he goal, just misses it and you go in OT. Yeah. The, on a long field goal, traditionally the trajectory comes out lower. Yeah. So you have a higher percentage chance of a block. Uh, I mean that that's all the stuff I'm thinking of is Yeah. But, but you must have seen him do it in practice and know he was know, capable of it, obviously. And he's been really, really good this year. I mean, he, he he was good all year. I know that y'all thought I was crazy for saying, you know, this walk on kid, we're gonna be fine without uh, Jake Verity. Yeah. But uh he'd been really good all year. I really liked, you know, during leading up to the kick, I I, I felt like he was in a good place. I felt like we needed five more yards, we didn't get it. Uh, you know, got the delay, so it's five yards farther back, and then uh, or the false start. I mean, and, and five yards farther back. So, but it, it, really, the debate came down to um, just a hail mary versus the field goal, mm-hmm. and percentage wise, you know, you felt like that's you got a better you got a better chance with the kick than you do with the hail mary because yeah. hail mary is pretty low percentage. Yeah. I thought, you know, giving him a game ball was a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, the bonus scholarship at the moment, did that, did, you know, did it just kind of happen? Did you say, well, so you know, he, how did you decide to go ahead and Because that's a big decision to give well, a kid a scholarship. You know, but, how awesome, though. I think it was fantastic. You look stat-wise for the year coming into that game, he'd already earned the scholarship. Yeah. You know, that's I'd already – I'd already talked to compliance. You know, he was he, he was, was going to be on scholarship he, the next he season. Was, anyway. He was going to be on scholarship. I had not talked to his parents mm-hmm. yet, um, but you know, internally we knew he was going to be on scholarship moving forward. And so, I was, it's kind of like the Elijah Morris kind of deal. Why not go ahead and do yeah, it when we, the timing's we, right? Yeah, you have a moment like that. Yeah, what better way to share the moment? Yeah, that previous I, week it came down to a lot of things against Memphis, but part of it was kicking. It, oh, Owen yeah. Daffer's kicking and Memphis's inability to kick a field goal. That's goal. it. So yeah, he was perfect the week before. 
good stuff all right we need to get a break in troy day yeah do you and as we do and open you, it up let's you know what let's go crazy let's why coach is here we have a special guest announcer i'll pick out of the box and i'll hand the, the official duties over to coach and Shirley, let's do the honors. Let's go ahead and open up the Pirate Radio Holiday Treasure Chest right now. 317-1250. 317-1250. Not only will you be our winner if you're caller 12 right now, you'll get to talk to Troy D., Clip Brock, and Coach Mike Houston. All those calls you had on the fifth quarter about what Coach Houston should do, <laughs> now you can tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to call in. <laughs> Coach said he wants to sit in on a show one day. Absolutely. 317-1250. Phone lines are open now. We're looking for Lucky Caller 12. The treasure chest is open for business. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market today. The Dow was up 383 points. It closed at 35,927. NASDAQ was up 327 at 15,565, and the S&P was up 75 points at 4,709. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you on Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock, Troy D., and the head football coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston inside the Pirate Radio studios and Troy D, the most wonderful time of the year. We are opening up the treasure chest. Yeah, are we past the halfway point? This we're getting there, yeah. Yeah. Like the chest coach. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> we uh Troy D are gonna go two prizes uh Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, and then we'll have one prize left next Wednesday okay. for our final show. Sounds good to me. So we got it mapped out nice yeah. and neat. And we do have our winner on the line. All right. And our winner is Brad McAllister. Hello, Brad. Hey, Clip. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Congratulations on the win. Thanks. Thanks, man. Hey, Brad, this is Troy. Where are you calling us from? Uh, Greenville. All right. What do, what do you do in Greenville, Brad? I work in the College of Business. Oh, yeah, fantastic. For a, a fellow any, pirate. Any players in there? <laughs> Got a few. You know. All right. All right. So what are you uh, – are you a professor? I'm an advisor. Advisor. Okay. All right. Good deal. Yeah. Had a chance over the last few months to meet a few of our recruits on some of their visits. So it was nice seeing some of those names pop up. All right, I'm, I'm appreciating you more and more, Brad. <laughs> really, really appreciate all the help with, uh, with with meeting with the recruits. That's a big piece. It's, it's always nice to meet the families. Yeah, Brad, you've been a pirate radio listener for a while. Yeah. First time with the treasure chest, though. All right, fantastic. All right. Well, we got a lot we, of good we got, stuff we got, in here. We got to come through with something pretty good in here. Yeah. All right, so here's what we're going to do, Brad. Hey, you have any questions for us or Coach before we do the deed here? No, no. Just nice being on with you all. All right. 
Good, good yeah, job. You want to run down? Y'all, uh, y'all picked the, the right caller today now. Yeah, guys. This is how they all yeah. are, Coach. Yeah. Sounds like a setup. I mean, he's, he's not complaining about the play calling or telling me you know, what I need to do with this. I'm sure there's so many other and, people that and, are like, oh, this and, could have been my day to get And he is positively contributing to the program yes. helping us in recruiting. This is, this is how our fans are. This is excellent. I promise you, <laughs> if we did have one of those callers that they, questioned Coach Houston oh, all season be, long, it'd be a they would fest. never ask him yeah, to I know. Yeah. Coach, you're doing a great job. Yeah. We love you. It's a lot easier to do it behind your back, right, Coach? You want to uh, we'll run down the process? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do, is this what's left or everything? This is what is left. Okay, here's what's left, guys. All right, Shirley, uh, I'll kick us off. You ready? Yep. $100 gift card from Emporium. $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. $100 gift card to Fleet Feet. Ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park. $200 gift card to Factory Mattress. $100 gift card to Halo Home. $100 gift card to Bagel Man. Bush Light Neon Sign. Signed. <laughs> Bud Light Cooler and Beach Chair. And two 15 packs of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. $100 straight cash from Sparky Snowballs. I love that. $100 gift go. card to Shimmer Boutique. All right, so that is what is left. Right. Uh, Brad, anything in particular? you're looking for cash is always nice and program sounds good but I'll, i'm happy with anything all right, all right. well coach pop it open Soaking here we got, and then inside the chest we got another chest <laughs> this is high security here all, all right, right don't look I'll, I'll let you pick one i mean usually i don't let people do this all right you got one all right one. now so brad McAllister, coach houston's gonna be uh giving you the honor of letting you know what you want in the pirate radio treasure chest which is this this isn't bad this is pretty good hundred dollars gift card to fleet feet oh yeah all right there you that's go. nice i picked up uh in fact the shoes i am wearing right now this is a free plug came from fleet feet how about that i'm wearing some ocs right now from fleet feet D- do you run brad i do not brad you don't have to do you walk <laughs> all the time then you will get go to fleet feet ask for the on clouds yes and pick the coolest color you want since you're not a runner just get right. one whatever you like they're all comfortable and you'll be you'll say you'll call me back and you'll say thanks troy d yeah those are awesome yeah so get go to fleet feet with the on cloud all right sounds good all right thank you brad appreciate you listening at the school of business you say Yep. All right. Brad McAllister, our winner today. Appreciate you, Brad. $100 Fleet Feet gift card. We got a ton of great stuff left, and uh, we'll be doing it all week and part of next week. Two winners coming up on Thursday, two on Friday as well to wrap up this week. So, uh, yeah. We will uh, we'll be giving those away on our programs. And we'll be taking a, you know, a few days off, but we'll have some best of shows. Coach, you might make the cut for the best of here. I don't know. I mean, you got, you got Donnie coming on Friday. He's, he's well, the we're going to have more than one best. He's the, he's the walking one liner. So <laughs> I got Donnie I, planned for about a fifteen minute segment. So it'll probably go forty five. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine. I always told Donnie. I heard him get. We were. I was at an event. This was back when he was at Coach last time. You know, when, there's been a number of last times with Donnie's, but <laughs> and it was at, it was at some event. He was the keynote speaker, and it was the first time I'd really heard, heard him talk. Right, know, it might have been ten years ago. And uh, to a big group like this, or, you know, to an event. And he just had everybody rolling. And I was at her table. And I finally I said, Donnie, if this football stuff doesn't work out, you would be a great headliner at the Comedy Zone. <laughs> He's just bouncing no around doubt. the country. I said, because he is one of the funniest guys I, I know. He is. He is. So he, he keeps staff meetings uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, all right, let's talk. Let's get back on football. Well, if you're just tuned in, Coach Mike Houston join us. East Carolina, Boston College are going to be going on at the uh, it's mil- the military, military bowl. bowl, is what I was trying to say, <laughs> coming up on the 27th, 2.30 kickoff. So 
Our airtime with the Bud Light pregame tailgate clip is at 10.30. Well done. Yes, I just wanted to, that was quick in my head. And, of course, we'll be here with you afterwards taking your calls on the final edition, season-ending edition of the fifth quarter. Coach, we were talking about this earlier, too, how, how important it is. I know you want to end this season on a real uptick. Yeah. And, it, it, with a victory, you get to eight wins. You knock off an ACC school. There's a lot of momentum that builds. How you know is that a factor going into the off season, ending the season with a win versus a loss? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's you know this season's been successful no matter what. But you know, you win the bowl game. Um, that just you know, this is the icing on top of the cake. I mean, it's you know then all of a sudden you roll into January on a on a pretty good high right there and. Uh, I think that's important for a lot of reasons. It's, it's important for you know the Pirate Club. It's important for the morale of the players. It's important for you know just the way you feel in January. Yep. Um, you know, so it's I, th- I think it's a big uh, you know big factor, big opportunity, and, and I'm sure Boston College is sitting there saying the exact same thing. Sure. So um, it's 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 gonna, it's going to be a good game. So. We always hear the coaches say that the bowl practice uh, and those practices you get is so important for a program. And is that just the team being with you, being with them for another month? Is it, you know, just uh, is it for the young guys? You know, what makes it so important, Coach? Well, you know, I think that most of our guys that played a lot of snaps, you know, the first you know week and a half or so of practice, they didn't they didn't get a whole lot. I mean, they we did a little with them to keep them sharp. Uh, we, we we rested Holton for an entire week mm-hmm. uh, just to give his body a break, uh, and so during that time, now all of a sudden you're working with Mason and Walter and Ryan and Alex, and they're getting they're getting the coaching that uh, they normally would not get during a game week. And, yeah, and that's every position, and it all comes down to time because during, you only have a certain amount of time you're allowed right. to practice with the guys. That practice is made up by a certain amount of snaps because you're Correct. only able to practice so much as far as Correct. actual formations and different things, and and those are those snaps are valuable. Yeah, practice, and you obviously Absolutely. you need your starters to get as much experience, yep. but you need the backups too. So that right. sometimes the backups don't get as much reps so this time it really is crucial for them and some of the guys were on the scout team the bulk of the year and so they're you know like shank there's a couple of really good young offensive linemen that were with the defense all year so he's not really getting much time with them and so now all of a sudden he has the whole practice with them and so it it it, it helps so much going into the spring you mentioned holton obviously uh, i think he got a big win few weeks ago whenever it was when holton announced officially he will be coming back to east carolina for yeah. i believe this will be a six year fifth 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 that's fifth right year. fifth that just yep. seems like fifth six year fifth year at ecu uh but a fifth a five-year starter if i'm not mistaken uh, he started part of the part of First, the year before i got here yeah. uh and then he's been the starter ever since i've been here um that has got to make you feel good at least know there's you know knock on wood you know, consistency for next season going into that quarterback position. Well, you just you can't replace the game experience he has. You know, he has you know all the snaps that he has in our system. You know, he's seen about everything you can show him. Uh, he knows our system inside and out. Uh, he has such great uh, you know just timing and rapport with Tyler and CJ and Shane and Ryan and Raji and Keaton and all the all the skill guys on offense. Um, it's just I mean, it's, you, you can't put a price tag on that. Do you treat the the bowl game any differently uh, than you would say a game week four in September or whatever, where 
you maybe would play some different guys that didn't play during the regular season or take some risk chances or you know is it a a regular game to you or do you treat it any differently than any other game you do whatever you can do to win it that's it i mean the 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 vault is open anything and everything that we can do to try to win that ball game we're doing how much new stuff can you you got a long time obviously between the last game and this game how much can you put in offensively and defensively that you haven't maybe put in this year you got to be careful uh i think that you have more time to spend getting to know your opponent um i mean we've we've kind of final breakdown boston college you know a couple of different times we're going to finalize it tomorrow uh and take out some stuff uh and so now you're really just you're focusing in on the stuff that we think we can do to to tr- try to give us a chance to win the ball game, and so um, I think he's got to be careful doing too much, and that's the one thing uh, you can do some new stuff, but you got to be careful that you don't overload you know the volume of stuff that you can do because the kids can only retain so much. I I know you, and you're happy to play anybody that they matched up against you. It doesn't matter right. whoever the opponent is; it's, it doesn't matter. You're going to play the game. If you had a magic wand and you could have chosen. The ACC opponent for this bowl game, within reason, who would you have picked? No, I mean I, th- I think the Boston College matchup is a good matchup, and uh, you know it's, it's two teams that haven't played each other before. I think it's two uh, two fan bases that are going to be close enough in proximity to travel, and uh, that way that you're going to have uh, you know hopefully a full a full stadium, hopefully mostly purple and gold, but you should have a full stadium. I didn't think I'd get him to say a team. Oh, that was a great answer. answer. Yeah, that was a good great answer. answer. You're a pro. <laughs> thought I, I thought I'd try to slide one in right yeah, there. I'm just, not, I'm just probably not a dummy. So I'm not a pro, but no, it's a good matchup. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's the I, biggest game of the year. Heard that one before too. Yeah, it's, in well, fact, I think I've heard it twelve times now. Thirteen. <laughs> You've got me believing every game that we're playing that week is the biggest uh, okay, game. I'm okay, sort of okay, buying okay. that. Which one of the last twelve games didn't count? <laughs> yeah, I know. Go. You're right. And uh, and Troy, I heard you ask Coach Houston this during a press conference about the the pregame speeches, and you gave a, a pretty good answer on that. And it's it's real. It's you know, it's what you're feeling for that week and everything. But how about for uh, for the bowl game? And you got some extra time now, Coach, to, yeah, to but get I, one ready. But I, I, I'm not much of a script guy. It's just yeah, whatever you're I'm feeling. Just, I'm just more of you know from the heart. You know that I just it's like we did we did the function today for the pirate club at lunch and you know Ryan gave me my my bullet points and there's a billion of them and so and I I think I do much worse trying to Mm -hmm. read off something than I do just talking from the heart. You're a gut feeling type of guy. I saw a uh, tweet from Trip Weaver before the Cincinnati game and he talked about the seniors speaking to the team and you know do that every year. But you've got now a program here at East Carolina that you didn't have when you first came here. How nice is that, that you can have those upperclassmen, those leaders, talk to the team and, and kind of be coaches on the field for you? Well, I mean, when you listen to Bruce Bivens, who's been through a good bit, Aaron Ramsour, who's been through a good bit, and there have been some dark times, mm-hmm. uh, and then you listen to them talk about everything that they are experiencing now, and just what it means to them, and what 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 this program means to them, and what uh, this season means to them, and it's, I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, there were some there were some speeches where it it really moved you, and then uh, the other one was some of the transfers that Justin Chase, DJ Ford, mm-hmm. Audi Amatosho, uh, they get up there and they talk about just how different it is in our locker room compared to maybe what they experienced at another institution, yeah. with the camaraderie, with the culture, with all that stuff and it just you know i think it's really 
rewarding for me to hear as a head coach. Yeah. Uh, I think it means a lot to those younger players that maybe don't grasp just uh, you know what the finality means to these older players. Uh, it, was, it was a great night. You've got a young football team, so many of these guys coming back, yeah. and I know you're excited about that, the consistency of those players right. being able to be back, especially next season, which could Correct. amount to something very special, potentially. What about the consistency of the coaching staff? I know that's important, too, right. that you guys have you know the same coaches and the, right. the more consistent you have there. You've, you've made changes in the past. What do you see next year looking like on your staff? Well, I mean, I, I think consistency is always good. Um, you know, some things I can control, some things I can't control. Uh, I think, you know, every every family has to make a decision uh, based on what's best for their family. You know, certainly uh, Amanda and I made a decision based on what we thought was best for, for our family. Uh, and But everybody's got to do that. And so uh, I feel good about the staff. I mean, I think everybody gets along well. I think everybody enjoys Greenville. Everybody enjoys working together. They love our kids. Uh, so I don't think there's necessarily anybody looking to go you know make a move anywhere but then again i mean it's if the if a life-changing move comes along for somebody then i'm not going to fault them for bettering their situation for their family mike houston joining us here inside the pirate radio studios let's take another time out we'll come back have more for you on this wednesday edition of pirate radio live we are back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. A couple of uh, college basketball games on tap on the Buck scoreboard. UCF will be at Temple tonight at 7 o'clock. Number 22, uh, Xavier will host Moorhead State at 8.30. UC Irvine will be on the road to take on USC at 9 o'clock. And then UCLA will host Alabama State. That's the late night uh, game. That is going to tip off at 11 o'clock. And that is a look at your Buccaneer scoreboard. Enjoy some holiday cheer this month at the Buccaneer Music Hall. The Buck is open seven days a week and is your place for live music every night. And coming up on Saturday, December 25th, the Buck will be open with a special show featuring the Eli Craig Band. And make your plans now to ring in the new year with Mikael Buck and Cooper Greer for their spectacular New Year's Eve extravaganza. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the pirates in eastern North Carolina. Follow the Buck on social media for the latest news and updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right. Da Buck. Da Buck. The Underman Hornets taking on the Spurs tonight, 830 in San Antonio. Wish we had time to talk NFL with Coach Houston, but we're about out of time, so we can't get. I was, yeah. really, I was going to ask, how is the Washington football team doing this week? Uh, technically bad because all our guys have COVID uh, right now. But uh, trying to get over that loss on Sunday, Coach. Yeah, who, who was that against? Yeah, it was, it was yeah, well, it wasn't like you guys had some type of stunning victory. I mean, it kind of barely got by from what I can uh, tell. I think built a huge lead and then kind of, <laughs> you know, made it interesting. But uh, all right, it's yeah, the holiday yeah, season. So. Let's uh, talk about happier uh, topics for everybody. <laughs> that is what? Um, uh, I want Chicago Bears. <laughs> no, oh, no, okay. I'm yeah, getting that, off the that's, NFL. That's dysfunction. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> we could do a whole other show on that. Uh, this might. This will probably be the last time we talk to you, at least publicly, here yeah. before the holidays. So uh, let's do a little Christmas cheer. Get to know Mike. 
Houston <laughs> and the and the uh, and the Christmas holiday. I'm going to ask some Clip Rock type questions here, and Clip, you feel free to jump in on with it too. First of all, your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Oh, Christmas Vacation. Yes, I knew it. I and knew he was going to say I it. Like, I, oh, yes, so I felt my, like my, my, my nine year old was going to put money on that. One. My nine year old last night asked when we were going to watch it. Oh, oh man, it's you're, awesome. you're raising about right tonight. Here. Well done. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, never gets old too. That's the thing I love about it. Even like kids could watch it today, and it's still funny for kids that are oh, absolutely today's day and age. Well, cousin Eddie, I mean. That's 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 its own thing right yeah, there. Yeah, but Clark, man, he Clark. <laughs> so I, I saw a great meme. It said something like, I, you know, it grew up like you, you've turned like as you get older, you kind of turn you you turn into you start as cousin Eddie and then you turn into Clark. <laughs> yeah, as you get no older. <laughs> um, all right, what's your favorite uh, gift that you've ever received for Christmas? Like I, a, a young Mike Houston. Yeah, like don't that. don't say a uh, big raise. Uh, yeah. Not, uh, <laughs> I don't know something. Something I'm sure was great that my wife gave me at some Christmas over the years. What's the most memorable gift you've ever given? Mm. Probably something for my wife. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just it gets you, blurry. Yeah, it gets all blurry. those Christmases. Yeah, I'm not doing very good at. Did you hear me ask Joe Dooley um, his favorite gift as a kid growing up? Yesterday, no, I, I, missed, I missed that one. What he said. Uh, probably no basketball. I know, well, yeah, a bike. Or I, thought, I thought no, I was going to no, say no, nerf hoop. A basketball. There you go. Yeah. A basketball. <laughs> Joe is one dimensional. I like that. Though. That's. Uh, I, I, I do think I did pretty good this year with her. So. Oh, so you mean the gift wise? Yes. Yeah. Well, it could be. And you, that's that's dicey with a football coach, because it's. I mean, I, I have literally bought Christmas gifts because you only do one i mean I, she's doing the rest of them right i've done it on a recruiting trip before she handles all the family yeah, stuff. I've, yeah. I've had a coach listen drop me off between schools at this mall right here i gotta go in and get something for my wife mm-hmm. i'm not gonna have anything for christmas right do you have any real estate on the tree or is it all your wife like do you have a ugly cowboys ornament or a ecu anything on the uh, christmas yeah tree? we've got we've got ecu on the christmas tree i've got uh, a national championship logo from jmu on a nice. tree I have a Super Bowl deal for the for the Cowboys. I know you couldn't relate to that. That one's yeah. probably dust. That's old by now. Coach. Yeah, my, <laughs> more, more recent. Than we call much. that we call that vintage. That's true. That's true. Five few uh, years. What's your favorite Christmas food? Could it be a dessert? Could be anything that runs the Christmas gamut. Like I'll give uh, example. Oh, it's, it's, I love it's the. Going, it's going to be something on the grill. Oh, I love the peanut butter cookies with the Hershey's Kiss in the middle. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know those, those, are, those are kind of my those favorite holiday But I mean, I, I tell you, when, you know, obviously this year's going to be different, but traditionally on Christmas, you know, we'll, we'll grill something or you you do a turkey or you yeah. do a Boston butt or something like that. Yeah. That's always, that's always good. Uh, what am I missing, Clip? Anything? Christmas song? You got a favorite oh, yeah. Christmas song? There you go. I don't know. It's yeah. a tough one. We, we play Christmas music, but I don't know if there's a particular song. Other than that one, the country music song, the uh, it's 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 a comical one, I forget. Is it Toby? Toby talking about Shirley? Is it the only one that's coming to mind? Is Merry Christmas from the Family? Yes, that yep. one. Oh, that's I've it. heard that. That's one. Yeah, it. yeah, it is a comedy. Yes, it's there kind of a, yeah. a dysfunctional. It is type a, of deal. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's pretty like, fun. We, we like traditional stuff though. Yeah. All right, I think that's uh, that's it. That's Christmas. Yeah, that concludes all my Christmas <laughs> questions. You know, for the, the big thing this year has been figuring out how. Uh, how to get Santa Claus into the uh, hotel room there in uh, Washington, D.C. Well, San- good news for you, Santa travels. Santa travels. And uh, I used to do a lot of traveling during Christmas mm-hmm. with my family when I was a younger Troy D. Mm-hmm. We'd go to the uh, homestead in Hot Springs, Virginia, if you've oh, ever you been go. there. I've been there. Great place for you and good the wife. Good spot. Yeah. 
we'd go there every christmas and santa would follow us there you go he, he has a way he's magical he christmas knows how to in do the it. hotel that's pretty cool yeah kenny the cowboys fan points out cowboys washington sunday night before the bowl game Ooh. so he's hoping you get two wins you know the, the, up there. the, the thing is i i could not tell, i've not i've seen maybe 10 nfl plays <laughs> all year yeah. Well, Donnie is a, and I think his wife's a bigger Washington fan. At he, he's a Washington he is. fan. We had we had but a discussion rem- Sunday night. I remember going out to practice back in the day and asking him, "Hey, did you see that play?" And he's like, "Nah, I, I can't watch any game. Like right. he's busy. Like you guys don't even get to enjoy it really right. until after you're done." But that so. would be a good weekend. Yeah, we'll see. Let's All right, Jenny wants happens. to know: Do you have any family traditions during the holidays? Well, I mean, watching Christmas vacation. Oh, that is okay. Um, you know, usually mom either we go there to see her she comes here something like that mm-hmm. uh, so we don't get to do that this year and the boys are how old then uh owen just turned 13 and reads nine okay but uh traditionally the day after christmas we take off and go to uh charleston south carolina and spend new year's in charleston so yeah uh we're going the day after does, the bowl game this year does the team does the family come with you when you leave with the team or they come up later so they are coming up uh christmas eve uh all the all the wives and kids are okay and so then uh and then you know we'll, we'll return right after the game i think they're coming back the next day all right um i, I think we've pretty much covered everything we can cover it. right now i know you're looking for a been great a crowd year. for yeah. ECU. hopefully folks can get out there and i always like to leave you with the last word your message to the pirate nation anything you oh. want folks to know it's been a great 2021 and i, I appreciate uh, pirate nation and uh I appreciate the fact that uh, I get an opportunity to be the head football coach here. So let's uh, turn Annapolis purple and gold and uh, have a great December the 27th. Coach, a lot of fun. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you for being here in studio. Have a great Christmas. We'll have uh, Blake Harrell coming up on Thursday. Talk about the Pirate defense. The uh, Man, what an improvement on that side of the ball in year two of Blake Harrell. Looking forward to catching up with him Thursday. Donnie Kirkpatrick on Friday as we continue to get you ready. For the Military Bowl. Troy D., we'll see you Monday. Yep, Monday at 5. Enjoyed it. See you then. Coach, appreciate it. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll see you fine folks coming up Thursday, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.